1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. Our guest this week is a former 80s pro. And he ripped because he was rubbing elbows with the best out of San Diego, including Mike Brent Slambreezy, <laughs> Dave Barr, Chris Minzy. Dang, those are freaking heavy hitters. He went on to work in the industry with over 40 years of retail, in retail, doing retail, cleaning house in retail. <laughs> this guy has it all. I can't wait to hear it all. And now he resides in New Zealand and he runs retail there. The country's yes. biggest <laughs> surf chain. Backdoor surf. We'll hear more about that. And he's never took off the jersey and continues to compete and dominate with impressive results as a two-time national champ in the 40s division. Five times? See? <laughs> I'm I, older now. I told you I couldn't, I couldn't find all this info. And he's continued to clean house, take in wins in the 50s division. We welcome to the show Rick Delmar Slash Lash. <laughs> Good one. Good go. one, Lar. Dude. Wow. This is he incredible. Five, five uh, titles? Yeah, in, yeah in, the, in the old boys divisions. The, the, the New Zealand Nationals I love are it. super Dude. fun. There's so many good surfers out there, of there, too. There's a lot of good surfers out of there. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of amazing. But the Nationals are neat because it's, it's once a year, yep. and it's really family-orientated. And everybody turns up for yeah. it. Yeah, so, kind of like a board riders event, but it, like yeah. for the nation. But the whole, yeah. but the whole country shows yeah. up. So I mean, you had got you know Maz Quinn competing in it. He's got multiple national titles going even further back. You've got uh, Ratso Ian Ratso Buchanan, who is actually uh, he's actually a priority judge for the WSL. Wow. But but he was competing. You know, really early '80s and kind of a. Did they use, in New use that for like the ISA trials, or is that a whole another set? I think that's a whole other setup. Mm. Yeah, 
It's interesting. Yeah. So you moved there in 2005. I moved there in 2005. Crazy. Yeah. Before we go back to the very beginning, uh, are you friends with Luke? What's that guy's name? Luke Cederman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How hilarious is that? He's so hilarious, honestly. And we're talking about the Raglan Report. Raglan Server Report. Raglan Server Report. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He yep. is hilarious. He is, he is hilarious. And, and he like, rips. honestly, Seeds has been taking the piss from day one. That's yeah. just, that's... That's been... He, that's nothing's his, changed. That's his how does that guy? He's a big unit. Yeah, he's, he's a, a big, big unit, dude. but yeah, yeah. he surfs like... Like I, small. Like 100%. Luke is a world-class surfer. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. funny he takes the piss out of himself so yeah. much, but he's literally gnarly. His, gnarly. He, I mean, he surfs so good. He surfs pretty damn. Like yeah. his, he throws a lot of buckets. Yeah, buckets. Yeah, and he's got a crazy air game yeah. and yeah. everything. Yeah, he's fucking funny. But just but the show's know. not about Luke. This is about Rick Delmar slash Lash. So so take us back. Where it all began. Oh, how far back do you want to go? How you got into surfing? Yeah. How did I get into surfing? Uh, I was 11, and this is funny. Actually, my neighbor up the street, um, Eric Keeling, is his name. His dad was actually a really famous scientist. Scientist. Yeah, yeah. So he was one of the earliest guys doing uh, climate science research. So, doc, so Dr. Keeling is a full legend in the science world. And um, Eric, one of his sons, I think there's five kids in the family. And that was kind of the house we all congregated at. Yeah, that was the clubhouse. That was the clubhouse. That's where Were they soccer, close to the beach? baseball. Yep, about five blocks to the beach. Yep. And that was, we all went from there. And one day, literally, you know, got my boogie board under my arm. And Eric was like, I know you got to surf for it, huh? Go get it. So I didn't. Did you really have siblings? I was eleven. He was thirteen. I had sisters. Okay. So I didn't really, you know. So Eric. No, no family was pushing you. It was all friends. And you know, it was funny. I, I was really into being at the ocean. My dad was an avid body surfer always. So I mean, I like on a little foamy surfboard bellyboarding at three in Del Mar. So yeah. ocean from day one. But actual surfing was literally my neighbor Eric saying. You are surfing today. No more boogie boarding for you. We're doing it. And now, did you see other older surfers surfing? Like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's funny. So the first time I actually went surfing, I was nine, and I just you know I kind of had so much ocean experience already that I stupidly just paddled straight out because I could get out. Yeah. Turned around, paddled, pearled to my eyeballs, and the board smacked me in the back of the head. <laughs> I, I literally had an egg on the back of my head for like a week. I was like, over this, not doing that again, that sucks. <laughs> not doing that one again. That, that happened to, like, Gerlach, too. Like, he surfed a few times, and then, like, the leash and the board, like, came back and, like, nailed him in the face, and he, like, took some yeah. time off, you know. Yeah, so I was, like, two years of just, like, nope, done, not doing that. This sucks. I'm just going to go body surfing and boogie boarding. And then, you know, again, 11, Eric, you're going. And and he sees me doing the same thing. Finally, someone's there. go, bro, what are you doing? Were you like, standing up on the boogie no, at all, or just kind no, of just... No, no, but it was funny, so I just went out, you know, my dad and my neighbor had actually made me a 6'3 single fin what? when I was nine, um, and, and I had no idea, this was this is a rash thing, obviously years later I realized that the neighbor had resin tinted it and glassed it exactly like Sean Thompson's famous board in Freeride. Wow. So blue laps, pins, white deck, yellow fin, Full on. I had no clue. Wow. Just a dumb kid. Your dad and his buddy just... Oh, my dad and my neighbor. He, neighbor. he made boards in his 
parents' garage, and my Jeez. dad goes, hey, I, I want to make my son a board. And so he kind of walked him through it. And so he and my dad made my, my first board. I'm such an idiot. That thing's gone. Damn. So bomb. Yeah. But anyway, so that was the starter. Single, single fin. Single fin. And luckily, Eric goes, what are you doing? No, no, just go like three quarters way out and just ride a white water ring. Just like stand up on a wave and go straight. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh. So. Easy. Did it. Stood up first wave, rode to the beach. And went, oh, that's actually super fun. That was that. I was And I was you hooked. were naturally a goofy I was hooked, footer? Like, I was naturally a goofy footer and just, that was it. That was it. kind of the end of the summer in 1978. And I, that was it every Never day stopped. we went. Never yeah. stopped. Yeah, the, the, the hook, you know, the surfing drug yeah. is yeah. like crazy. That first wave, yep. you'll never freaking forget it. It's funny. I literally remember that day getting one that like reformed and actually trimming left. I mean, it's just... Even on the first day. First day. Like white water. It, it, just, it was white off. water and it backed off and then it just kind of ran left and I just like got this little trim and I'm like... That on that was, single fin that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, probably the third wave I ever caught on that board that, properly. It was just like, that, it's me, I'm done. I'm doing this forever. I was you, in. Yeah. yeah, we're fortunate in Huntington that we got a lot of those days like where, you know, the shore break sometimes intense and it's really hard to like get in late and you weren't that quick. You would catch a whitewaters and hopefully it just reformed for right, you. Right, but yeah. Del Mar is the spot. So Del Mar was the spot. So yeah, Waycrest, like sort of 13th Street in 13th. Del Mar. There used to be this crummy old apartment building called the Wavecrest Apartments where a bunch of the old UCSD students used to live and it was cheap as chips. Everything not, was Not cheap. the case anymore. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now mega, time. mega mansions. Yeah, mega, mega mansions. mansions. Yeah. mansions are just mega expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. What's well, like people literally buying two houses, scraping them and like... So building yeah. a whole lot it's out. like yeah. really you're gonna take yeah. two houses and yeah. knock them down yeah yeah and Hi. rebuild Hi. that's my daughter eve and her friend audrey Hi. Hi guys how are you good how are you good. <laughs> don't you guys, bother us we're yeah. recording yeah. 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 <laughs> they're getting their, their bacon their bakes their bacon over there there you go yeah so i mean back then that was like a del mar is still a sleepy little yeah. community right? yeah i mean north county all that yeah, North County, San Diego was so. It is kind of a cool little area because you're kind mm. of between like estuaries type like yeah. landmarks and hills yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So you have to kind of come down off the freeway and. Solana Beach is the border, right? Yeah, it's it, it's funny. Yeah, there's sort of. Well, it was interesting. So the when I was growing up, the border as far as like kind of surf areas, like where you're going to go, was Blacks was like the dividing line. Wow. You know, all the way it, up there. So, so black and then going Torrey north. Pines. Yeah, yeah. So, Black Trey Pines, Pines Del Mar, Solana Beach, like all those kind of communities, were, were kind of connected in a way. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, if you were south of Blacks, well, then you were surfing La Jolla, and that was a whole different deal. Yeah. Whole different crew. Whole yeah, different. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, all yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going to be how, interesting to hear so that. So, Blacks was kind of this weird. At least when I was, it was almost like this weird, like neutral zone. Like okay, like. Because <laughs> proper yeah. blacks, is, there's not really a community. It's all industrial yeah. and college and school, and you know. So it's, well, yeah, there's not I, really anybody to. I mean, unless you live in in uh, you know up in in the um, you know that little community above. Yeah, you know, yeah. And there's you know at that time, I, no, there's no homes. Probably up there. not even a hundred homes. Out yeah, there. that and there's nowhere to like hang. You know, yeah. it's a yeah. mission in and yeah. out. I, in fact, I think the only guy I know that like grew up in the farms. That's like a black local. I'm sure there's more because I'm not old, but is is my buddy Johnny Sunt, 
hmm. who has been, you know, mates with Rusty forever. Um, and, like, he's, like, you know, the the overlord. Yeah. <laughs> we grow up. God bless those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Regulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Delmar, your, your friend... I forget your neighbor. Yeah, that, my neighbor Eric Kim. Yeah, yep, yep. So he got me going, and 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 then and then it was funny. There was kind of just a pack of us kids, you know. It was funny. It was his little brother Paul and our neighbor Charlie Merch, and there was just this whole crew on the yeah. on the street that all got into surfing that summer. And so I had you know sort of five or six you know good friends, and we just you know every day trek down to the beach. And, and just go do it. And then it's hilarious because back then my kids like, what is this? But I was telling them about um, there's a, a restaurant on the beach in Del Mar called the Poseidon, which has been there forever. It's still there next to the library <coughs> headquarters. Same owners, you think? Wow. Same I same don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But it's funny. There used to be a phone booth in the middle of the parking lot there. Like just this lone glass phone booth. We all had the phone number memorized. Yeah, so because that's how we would like, yeah, surf report we, or call one of the moms, going, "We're really super tired. We, we, we can, can you pick, pick us, us up? Pick us up." <laughs> we would. It's we, such a nice, like, different pristine beach area too. Yeah. That spot yeah. you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we would. Uh, we we had a the phone. There was like th- there was like a three pack where Dukes is up on top right there at the pier. And we used to call the numbers too, hoping people would pick up. Yeah, you know, Always. yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or just random person. Or just you know, kind of like uh, you know uh, the Jerky Boys. You know, yeah, like yeah, people yeah. get. We up, just yeah. call. What and are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> we were such yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know that was happening there as well. But it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So who who um, <laughs> like what was the um. The clubhouse, like who is the house that you were you're, you dropped yourself? So off. that was so the Keelings was Keelings. kind Keelings. of that was the Keelings was kind of the clubhouse when yeah. I was really young, and yeah. that's that was where you know everything kind of the epicenter of everything on the block yeah. started there, and and we were again like maybe four or five blocks down the hill to the beach, you know. So 78, 78. It's still single fins. Yeah, yeah. Grew up black on black wetsuits. Oh yeah, for sure. Tails and, and and I grew up, you know, at the top of Eleventh Street in Del Mar, which at the time was like like such the kind of the throwback spot. There was like super whiteboards, black wetsuits. Yeah, you know, just sketchy, um, soul. sketchy soul, soul surfing. Everyone was riding like. Tony Staples eggs, you know, glass on single fence, the whole, that whole thing. Like, yeah. Um, and it's, and it's funny because I, I probably got that, you know, that first, um, real influence of like, yeah, going to free ride at La Paloma, you know, and, Sick. and, and, you know, freaking out and, and kind of, was that like, yeah, that, eight, was, that was 79 or 79 or 80. So yeah. that was, you know, I, I, a little bit of surfing experience, but going to see that was like. Oh. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and going to a surf movie at La Paloma and Encinitas was, it was just a happening. Yeah. You know, everybody was there. And it was, Still to this day. It was a wild experience. <coughs> yeah, we had the surf kid. theater and it was yeah. the same yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. man. It was like... I went to La Paloma and watched uh, Jerry Lopez movie, uh, The Yin Yang. Yeah, The Yin Yang. A couple yeah, yeah. last year. Yeah. And it's still as nostalgic and yeah. what an amazing feeling to be sitting in a... You know, movie theater watching surfing. You know, right. it's pretty bitching. Um, Big screen. Yeah. So it was funny. So for me, I, yeah, I got really influenced. 
um, like you know, now that we were talking earlier about losing people, one of my biggest influences as a kid was Dane Kilo Hawk. Uh, I was just like, like you know, his Mr. The way he surfed, his boards, everything, you know, him and Larry Bertelman. I mean, it was all the, you know, it's funny. Like I, I remember going to the Del Mar Fairgrounds to that skate competition that was in, you know, in the Legends of Dogtown and all that, like. That was that was my backyard. That's so crazy. So I mean, I was a little little kid, but now, but that whole area, like you know, it's where like tracker trucks. Yeah, was long. I mean, there's yeah. so much going on. I'm sure Sherm has probably told so me much that. history. So like, much history in that little area is crazy. Yeah, and we get that a lot. Like <clears throat> all all these different pockets up and down the mm. coast, and they you know a lot of similarities on things emerging and brands or or like culture, but like. There's so many cool little like right like yeah you know home. perspectives from it. Um, you did you go up uh, the same time as M- Mark McNaught? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mark McNaught surfed for Sunset Surfboards. Yeah, same time I did. No way. Yeah, yeah. So Mark was because he was just the the photo hound. He had it wired. Yeah. I never got smart enough about that stuff. The way he, <laughs> he, he kind of figured, figured it out early, early he right? Out. Yeah, he was like the first, like, uh, you know, almost like, not like just pure free surfer, but he was definitely making more money oh, yeah. hanging out with Carrasco and those guys and chasing out photos than he, than he was. Yeah, he had, the, he had the flair, he yeah. had the, 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 yeah. the angle and knew what the, you know, yeah, how, how told, to get results. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy he because... He had the sprays too and Peter St. Pierre doing amazing color work on all his boards. Yeah. He never had a clear board ever. Well, wow. When we interviewed him, you know, when you, when you listen to a person and they're sitting right in front of you telling you these like unbelievable stories right mm. you're like yeah. this guy's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> that's what we kind of like, thought oh, right you oh, stayed at Bertelman's house yeah like, you live with Bertelman okay yeah. sure Mark yeah. Wait, you, were, you were getting paid by OP at like 14 15 years yeah, old yeah sure <laughs> okay so this that's a really funny link for me with Mark is okay so OP um came from that area well, the yeah, Hansons well, and Jim uh, was, it was yeah it was Don Hanson I think I think he backed um, Jim Jenks. Jim Jenks. Yeah. And so Jim and and Junior and Mike Jenks, who was my good friend, they lived three blocks up the street from me. Oh. So when I was about, so this is when I really started getting serious about surfing. Was probably around about thirteen, and it's because Michael, the youngest son, the youngest Jenks son, he used to come walking down the street, and he'd come, come on, we're going surfing. And he dragged me down every day and, and take me. Was he me older? Surfing. Yes, he was. Age? He was older. He's four years older than I. Okay. So, but you know, he would take me surfing and take me to punk rock shows that my mom had no idea I was at. And yeah. He got me into all kinds of trouble and kept me out of trouble too. Yeah. He's he's still one of my oldest best friends. So you you talk about you know free ride and you know you're still just beginning, right? Yeah. Just starting to yeah, surf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, you know when you become a surfer, it's like. I want to do what surfers do, do right? Yeah. Like you're taking on that, the whole thing, the culture, right. the persona. Right. So like magazines, right? Like magazines were huge. Oh, you yeah. know, I'm sure they were huge back then. And so were you like, well, we like lived and breathed surfer and surfing. Yeah. You know, like you were just waiting for that magazine yeah. to come out and just to <laughs> see what was going on. And I, you know, it was interesting. I was always 
really interested in well, what was going on elsewhere in the world. What was Australia doing? That's yeah. what was you know. I, I still remember seeing a photo of Pooney's Farm in New Zealand in the late seventies, and it's that iconic shot. I can't remember who the surfer is, but he's got a he's holding a bag of green apples in the barrel. No way. Because they would take well to get there, they would take like little tinnies, little boats. They still do it, and now we're using skis. But you know the waves still amazing there. But that he was just taking them into the beach because they would go and hang out for the day. And yeah. So yeah, yeah bringing, packing amazing. your lunch. But those <laughs> images. Did you look at that picture? And go someday I'm going to live there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go there. I didn't yeah. think I'd live there, but I was definitely knew I was yeah. going there. I mean, it's yeah. just this epic emerald green water, and and it's funny how yeah, surfer and surfing and all those images for me, um, you know, not only sparked like love of surfing, but kind of the bug for travel and you yeah. know, wanting to see, you know, what do waves in other parts of the world look like? Well, like Endless Summer, right? That kind of sparked the nomadic surfer. Mm. And then, you know, Free Ride and all the Chris Beister movies yeah. and Hal Jepsen, like, once you started seeing those, like, you know, you're like, oh shit, that's what that that's what it means to surf and travel, travel the world and surf exotic different places. Well, yeah, warm water, turquoise, you know, yeah, you know, right, just pool pool color, and always some. It just seems so exotic, like yeah. everywhere, you know. Whether you know they don't tell you every, you know, you're seeing one little snapshot, right. yeah. but right. it's still like a, a picture is a thousand words, right? Yeah. So you you're getting better at surfing. Um, were you, were you starting to get into competition? Was there competition going you know, on? There, there was for sure. But you know, it's funny. I was probably, I mean, certainly by today's standards, super late to the, the yeah. contest game. Yeah. For me, I don't think I. Probably a few because there was a lot of local stuff. So I, I probably did a few. Like there was a Delmar surf contest I had every year that the lifeguards put on. So and and for that it would have been like me and Jeff Baldwin. And, yes. you know, Baldy, who's, like, still one of my favorite surfers yeah. ever. Yeah, so smooth. So good. He's still in the scene, doing some announcing and stuff. Uh, yeah, no, nah, you know, it's funny. He, he, I personally think probably the best surfer that ever came out of that area. No. Yeah, he ripped. He, there's a, there's he, a lot of good surfers he, that come out of A lot area. of good surfers come out, but Baldy was just one of those natural guys. He had kind of had a current-esque about him yeah. where... He just drew the right lines. Yeah. Any, um, like, we've we've talked to a few people that had, to get on a team, you had to do their, like, shop contest mm. or brand, you know? like yeah. Was there yeah. A- yeah, yeah, there was definitely that. Like, it was funny. Like, Sunset would have, like, little inner shop contests. and um, Sunset's gone now, right? It's gone. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, it's a Trek bike store now. Okay. And, in fact, I think that's shut as well. But There's a lot of Trek but, bikes. But it's funny. But I know uh, Ed Wright who you know owned Sunset for years I think the boards are being built again by a, a I can't remember his name um, but I know um, I saw they're getting glassed at Moonlight again mm. so the obviously a local like yeah Ancinius Lucadia local shaper that's that I think has bought the brand from Brian Fredrickson and kind of mm-hmm. resurrected it and doing kind of brought back all the old logos and stuff so that that's pretty cool that it at least it still exists. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, pro- they probably work good. And if not, they're killer wall right. art. <laughs> yeah. Wall <You> know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, 
Uh, it's been a, been an interesting trek through North County, as far as shops go. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of shops there, right? And Surfing's new image was. Yeah, S and I. Yeah, S and I was yeah. there. Yeah. Um, um. Hey. No worries. What was I? So. That was the shop you guys kind of, was it central so, or located or? Yeah, well, so Sunset Surfboards was in Encinitas right on, right on coast. So that was, that was kind of the, um, at the time it was kind of the team to be on. Yeah. You know, so I guess I was sort of 15 when I started riding for Sunset Surfboards and you had the little team sticker and that was like, ah, oh, you had yeah. a team sticker. Like, yeah. whoo, you were the man. And back then um, they weren't. And, and, and they just sold boards and maybe it was boards and clothing and wetsuits. It was your, you know, it was your traditional yeah. kind of surf shop model. Um, you know, that's they were a big like O'Neill wetsuit dealer back then, and mm. and all, you know, entirely just their own boards. Um, but yeah, like every month we'd have like an inner shop, yeah, you know, team comp, yeah, you know, and at D Street or or Pipes or you know wherever somewhere around there. Um, so. I was with those guys not a super long time, probably about a year and a half, and then I kept seeing, um, that was when I was starting to compete and going to contests a lot with Baldy and Doug Silva. That was, so the three of us in sort of junior and high and high school, those were probably probably the two guys I surfed with the most, was wow. Silva and, and Baldy. Well, that's who you want to surround yourself with if you're going to contests. That was, guys yeah, are, yeah. You know? They, they, you know, Doug was definitely ahead of the curve on me. It was funny, like, and it's interesting because there's one year between each of us. Baldy's one year older than I am. Doug's one year younger than I am, and and so, but but Doug was definitely like on the contest scene, and we became friends in junior high. And he kind of was like, hey, you, you know, you should do contest. You should come do this. Yeah, yeah. And then, so he kind of <clears throat> drug me into that. But so I kept seeing this guy David Eggers riding these rusty. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, you know, and he was obviously at a younger division. I'm going, man, those things look like they're working. And that was. So under Canyon, or was that So after? that was literally as Rusty was transitioning away from Canyon. So David was still riding Canyons, but he, he was starting to put his little Rusty script lug on him. Um, and when I rolled into Rusty's factory on Santa Fe Street, um, he, like, he had just started making boards for Aki. What? And yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, so this is like 85, 84. 45 something like that 83 somewhere in there yeah losing track I'm getting too old um, but I but it's funny yeah so I had I just I left Sunset I'm like hey guys was this you, thru- like you're on thrusters now like it's we're on thrusters yeah. now yeah, yeah. The sur- it's funny I've done the whole I actually you know it's funny I actually messed around with a McCoy laser zap mm. fin um that was it was I just I was such a single fin guy and and I had tried a couple friends twin fins and I just never really gelled with twin fins I was just grew up on single fins even today like if I hop on a twin fin you gotta you gotta put some time in on it to Mm. really get comfortable it's so trippy because I can't ride a single fin for the life of me and you, and you only go straight too. You probably love that thing. <laughs> but twin fins are—I I would take a twin fin ten out of ten times over a single fin. Yeah, it's—it's it's funny how like you just you get a feel for it. You know. But anyways, it was funny. So yeah, I, you, you had a I had a, yeah, and it's funny. And I remember <clears throat> that the guys at Ensnia Surfboards would lot—they wouldn't let me come pick it up 
because Shane Horan was actually coming to the store that week for you know a, a, a so gotcha, gotcha, yeah. a gotcha and like yeah yeah McCoy surfboards like promo signing thing. so they were like no no you can't come get your board yet it's got to be here so I don't wait <laughs> but it was cool because I actually went and got it the day that Shane was there and yeah. that was, that Dude, was pretty how amazing epic is that so epic yeah Shane look at so, how look at how hard we got like these ten roms <laughs> and p- picking up boards <laughs> right, like, yeah. you know just a big show <laughs> and those boards were like so trippy looking they wide so big trippy. white tails big, yeah, yeah, and yeah. thick round like you know bulbous well tails, and, and, right? it was, and it was funny because still del mar again was still kind of so yeah. like yeah a little bit like la jolla and that was like oh what? like i showed up with that and like i took grief yeah because they're still in white checkerboards and red panels and yeah it was an amazing that board yeah. was so awesome that was a clash of the the, yeah. the, the yeah. two surfer you yeah. know like oh, new, new wave new age surfers yeah. versus the yeah. hippie throwback yeah long-haired hippies yeah yeah and i would yeah and i was all about like i want to surf bet like that surfing to me looks amazing i yeah. want to do with those guys you know i want to surf like sean and mr and shane and you know you know I yeah. was straight into that. I mean, well, well, yeah, those are the, the icons, and they, those are the mad guys. You right, know, right, right. They're winning, winning events. What's crazy, though, is, you know, you talk about Shane, Dane, Larry Bertelman. That's like classic, smooth-style surfing. Yep. And then you guys, your generation, you know, Doug Silva, David Eggers, yep. Jeff Baldwin, you guys are starting to surf punk rock. Like it was a yeah we you know you're up, more aggro and like it, it, well it was interesting because we grew up on this real cusp of change now yeah. and but for me it's funny of all those guys the the interesting thing was and I didn't realize it until years later my biggest influence out of the magazines and like going ooh I'm gonna surf like that was actually Wayne Lynch. Mm-hmm. And his backhand surfing yeah. at Joanna and all those crazy on a single thing yeah and I. Like, I was clueless to who Wayne Lynch was, but I just remember seeing the images. Yeah. And, he like, was and, and those hooks he was doing yeah. on his back. And Upside down. And I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. That's how I want to surf. Yeah. What, whoever that guy is, that's... That's what's so that's freaking what cool do. about surfing is, like, you know, you resonate to, like... I mean, there's obviously, you know, the best of the best. The Aukies yeah. and the Kearns yeah, yeah, and whatever yeah. that are yeah. the most idolized, yeah. you know, but... There's so many good surfers and, you, you know, whether it's just a backside turn that just inspires, you know, a little bit from that guy or the front side hack over here or the, the way they just must, you know, like you, it's just a melting pot of like, yeah. you know, right. but it's so when, when you think about it, it's so different, but then there's so many subtle um, similarities of that, of surfing. It just changes a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like you're saying about Wayne Lynch and the way that you guys started surfing, you know, because they, if they had thrusters, they probably would have been doing the same kind of thing. Well, yeah. because of the equipment, I think. But it's... but their generation, I feel like, right when you were talking about the the, the new school kind of for that that eighties, you know, the floater was a big thing. You yeah. know, like yeah. hitting the close, like hitting the close out, like you and know, airing out. It, you know, like yeah. definitely not just. Going around and doing the more open face like yeah. carve, which is right. still right. textbook and it's yeah. there, but like, like you said, a little more aggro, meaning like more speed, yeah. better yeah. performance yeah. with hitting the lip harder. Yes, than the, well, the and generation. I, and I think part of it too is, I mean, when you think about it, that that's that whole you know 
you know, Simon obviously creating the thruster and, and that, and it happened so fast. I mean, yeah. boards, you know, everyone was adopting the thruster so rapidly yeah, yeah. and boards were actually, uh, the performance was lifting so rapidly too. Yeah. It, you know, it was, yeah, it the was, downturn rail and just like the, the, the foam, like, I mean, as soon as you go off your six, three single fin and you're now you're in a proper five foot range and it, right. you know, just that skateboard feel yeah. you know you're able to muscle around the board yeah versus just it's trying to stay on it's funny we had jeff novak and jamie brissick and both those guys rode for mccoy uh, mccoy those mccoy guys yeah. and and they had to ride single fins yeah you know and i was like Ugh, you guys had to ride single fins and they're like yeah but they worked insane i'm like yeah but you you got on thrusters you never look back <laughs> yeah um so going back to competition <clears throat> was it NSSA, WSAs? It was, you know, it was funny. Initially, what got me in the competition was actually the local YMCA in North County St. Yeah. had a ran a full like, series. series. Yeah. And so, I mean, all those guys, you know, I remember, you know, Chewy Rayner was doing those, you know, obviously Doug, Jeff, me. And so it started there. Then it was into NSSA, yeah. you know, and then it was full on explore open season. Yeah. Just yeah. Doing, and that's when it doing it. Yeah. That's when the, it seems like those, um, contests, the amateur contest started kind of blowing up. There was right? a contest, just more every, structure. Every, like, there every were, weekend. Yeah. There yeah. was, a, there's so many of these little regional, yep. you know, yep. contests. Yeah. They knew there was a ton of kids yeah. in that age bracket, but they just needed to nationalize it and give it a little bit more of mm-hmm. like a, you know, kind of an elevated, yeah. like, you know, real series. Right. And we've, well, and there was the CSA too, the Christian yeah. Surfing Association. And, and they were CCSA running. CSA and yeah. CBA. I mean, it was just, yeah, there it was... just went on and on and on and on. <laughs> but, but, but it was funny because it was all the same guys. You know, it was Boothy showing up, Jeff Booth showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was an Inland like, Surf Series, yeah. Inland Surf. There was a, a bunch of different ones. Yeah. It was a, if you want to surf a, a contest on the weekend, there was one every week. Every week. Yeah. Yep. Multiple ones. Multiple. All sure. over Southern California. Um, yeah, we... You know, we had Doug on, we've had Boothie on, and it's so funny to look back and discover photos of those guys, you know, standing on the podium together, you know? You're just like, holy shit, like, what a small world, you know? Because you think of those guys as, like, from different worlds, you know what I mean? And then you're like, oh shit, everyone came from the same spot. All came from the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you you do well in Jersey? You know, I, I had a little, yeah, I, I, I did, I did okay in the jersey. Yeah. You know, um, when I, I won the Explorer season, I think in '86 or '87, nice. and came third or fourth in the Open that year as well. So my last year, I, I did, I had a pretty good run. Nice. Yeah. Uh, won a bunch of like the you know kind of San Diego regional stuff. Yeah. So is it Farney that you competed against? So I competed against Farney. Yeah. Actually, you know, I got funny Farney stories. <laughs> um, so so actually, I met Farney because we were staying in um, uh, Hawaii together. Uh, my first trip to Hawaii, and it was actually for the U.S. Championships at Makaha. Mm-hmm. So that was like Kelly is like. Super Manahuni and and Farney was in that and Archie was in that. It was all the wow, you know the who's who. Um, it's such a such a tricky wave too. Well, and it's funny. So I actually I actually made the finals that year. The yeah. At Macaw. Yeah, at Macaw. Yeah. Sick. And it was funny because 
you know, you guys probably know, it, there's so much politics yeah. in all those different, you know, the WSA and the HSA and the NSSA and, the, you know, everyone wants their guys winning. And I actually got in as a replacement. I was like first alternate and someone got sick, didn't make the trip. And it's like, got the call up from... And uh, you knew this Ron going there, you might not be in it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, cool. Okay. Just going on a trip. Just go, yeah, why not? And got in and ended up like beating almost the whole match. Sometimes team. that helps yeah. not being the pressure, you yeah. know, not being like the guy or not thinking about it the whole week. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? No and pressure. All of a sudden, oh, here you go. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't think I was going to get in. Well, and uh, the other thing that was happening too is, uh, you know, as we're getting towards the end of the week and like all of a sudden Rick's in the quarterfinals, whatever. And we're like, who is this guy? Rick? Who's Slash? Rick is Delmar like, Slash? I wasn't the Delmar <laughs> Slash yet. I wasn't the Delmar Slash yet. No, I, I was just Rick Lash. Yeah. Um, hanging out at Seaside now. And, uh, and it was funny because, yeah, no one knew who I was. And so I, I wasn't getting toweled by the judges mm-hmm. that, you know, possibly like... No wanted. name drop. There was, was no name like drop. There was no which, yeah. it was It was no like, you know, which... Camp you again? Know, yeah. Which camp is he? I don't know. Yeah. Who is this guy? And were you, like, what were your sponsors at the time? At, at that point, so that was... Um, high school? Yeah, it was high school. So that would have been my last few months, actually, with Sunset Surfboards. So I was riding Sunset Surfboards, and those guys actually hooked me up with O'Neill Wetsuits. So nice. O'Neill was kind of my first, like, real sponsor. And my very, very, very first sponsor... Julie designed board bags. Dude. And I still got my JD board bags Dude. on my boards. How many of those did we sell at Service Board? Tons. Tons. <laughs> You'll never forget her voice. No. It's Julie. Julie designs. Julie Klein. She's the best person yeah. ever. I, you know she's still got an office yeah. uh, in Ocean Beach. Yeah. And every time I you know visit South Coast or Pride Surf Shop, I... You know, usually park around that area, and I'll, I'll try to catch her, but I never, you know, yeah, yeah, I never get lucky. She's again like that's another one of those legends of the industry. It's yeah. just been around forever and has helped so many the people. Stick sock. And the stick <laughs> sock, right? Like, but like every you were saying, Chris Lindsay, <clears throat> yeah, you know, Julie backed Chris, backed yeah. me. Like that's you know, so rad. That's a, I mean, so Trevor Christ, Trevor Christ, Chris Menzi, Chris Menzi, um. I mean, like there's so many good There's a hotbed of guys. Was, it, North County was gnarly. There's a I lot mean, of... John Glom. I mean, John a Glom. little older than us, but like, you know, there's a whole... Yeah. There's kind of this like five-year window of like... Yeah. North County is producing... was kind of exploding. County. David David Eggers is David Eggers too. is... Yeah. Well, he was... Yeah, he was from Claremont, but yeah. But know, just... Yeah. yeah but if you say sense, yeah. 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 Oceanside South, proper yeah, San Diego yeah. County. Yeah. 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 You, yeah, you was, mentioned, you know, Chewy Reyna, you know... You know, Mike Lambrizzi and yeah. and Doug Saliva was kind of a Doug, prodigy. Dougie, prodigy, right? Yeah. Oh, Dougie was the prodigy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was he was the he was the kid that was going on tour for well, sure. That and Quicks, you know, yeah. Quicksilver Quicks put him up on a pedestal yeah, yeah, too, sure. which yeah. helps, you know, because yeah. if you're on Quicksilver at the time, yeah. you're you're somebody. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So back in the day, was it just a handshake for you to get on these teams, or did you have to put together a a portfolio resume? You know, it's funny. I mean, we always would put together a portfolio. I mean, it's just like that was almost like it was Part your, of the art, fun. Your, your art project. You got to like, yeah. just got to make the US Championships finals. 
You, it's a, with all the clippings on the back. Oh, yeah. The results, clippings. Performers and, page. And performers page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love my performers page. Oh, yeah. Is that your first shot in the Got bag? Got one of those. Um, you had to throw your, your, your report card in there. Well, yeah. depending on yeah, how yeah, it yeah, looked. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, well, they also had Breakout Magazine, too. Yeah. Breakout the Magazine. Breakout amazing. Magazine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, you know. The magazines, you know, we talk about it every episode. Yeah. And, yeah. and they're yeah. like... They were the Bibles of like that time, meaning like, every, like you, you're waiting for them to come out. Yeah, yeah. And you're studying it for a whole thirty days, like yeah. front to Until back. the next one came back. Yeah, came out. you know. So it wasn't like you just glanced through it and you you looked through it every day. Yeah, yeah. Cut so, out pictures, put them on the wall. Like it was so influential. So you were you wrote for Sunset, Sunset. got on O'Neill. Yeah. And then started seeing Eggers on these Rusties. Rusties, and then rapidly went down and had a chat with Rusty. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll make you a board. And, you know, got a board from Rusty. And, you know, just... Would make me surf like changer. Yeah, right. That, <laughs> that was the hope. But it was a game changer for me. Was I Aki mean, already writing for him, too? Aki was getting boards from him. Um, and, yeah, and, and that very first board, it was like literally... First Night session, day. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. It was magic. So was it a squash tail? A little squash tail. It was full little, you know, little, double bump or uh, single little, single little bump. It was it was that full Aki, yeah. that first, you know, real those rusty boxy. angular boxy rails, flattish deck, and those things worked. Yeah, you know, they were, to this day they're probably still really amazing. Um, it's yeah, they're 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 really versatile board, and you know, and that was the funny thing too is back then, you know, if if you had more than one board. Really? Yeah. Like you just one board, you surf it and everything. You know, like <laughs> from no. one like, foot to ten foot. Yeah, one foot to ten foot. You're like, you know, if I'm going out and surfing, you know, ankle high slop to get ready for a comp, or like my neighbors dragging me out to blacks and making me paddle out when it's triple overhead, I'm riding the same board. And That's the boards so were kind of indestructible because they're so like. I remember my first few boards. Yeah. They were like gloss coated. Yeah. You know that was like the norm. Yeah, no one really did sand and finish yeah. back so in the day. So those were all now the rusties my rusties were all sand cuts. That, yeah. Like that so was we, the, that was like that, that was the progressive the lighter more competitive. The lighter. But you know the interesting thing too is when you think about cuz the boards were so much thicker they weren't going they weren't having to shape as deep into the blank. Mm. So so thick, so it was dense. so the, it was denser foam yeah. still left on the deck, you yeah. know. When everything started going thin and rockered out and, you know, the yeah. crazy elf shoe thing, boards started snapping right, left, and center because, you know, they hadn't... Um, Milled away the strongest they, they, part well, of Well, the, they hadn't changed yeah. the blanks yet. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah. It, it, I mean, I remember Rusty redesigning all his blanks to what he called close-tolerance blanks when they started going way thinner and narrower mm -hmm. and, like, redesigned a ton of the Clark blanks because... Oh, yeah. You know, it was so soft by the yeah. time you yeah. got down to the I dimensions mean, you wanted. I mean, by probably the 90s, like, Clark had everybody's profile, everybody's rocker, all these different, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, their, you know, whatever mold system. And I remember yeah. um, Super Blue, Super Green. Yes. Yeah. Right? And ultralight. Ultralight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you knew, like, you knew. That you can like look at the this yeah. color of the stringer, like, yeah. the wood, yeah. you know, and this. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Clark logo. So it was yeah. blue, yellow, Green, I think. There's a bunch. I think the yellow was the that was the ultralights. Yeah. Those were like. So you felt the the a world of difference with getting it, on the rusty. Yeah. So I got on the rusty. I was like, okay, this is it. So I kind of had to go have the, you know, the, hey, thank you so much for everything, Ed. But I, I got to move on. Yeah. So part ways with sunset, and you know, 
obviously still good friends with those guys. That was, you know, what a great childhood. Yeah. You know, hanging out there. And, uh, but it was funny. So Rusty was just launching Rusty Surfboards, basically, at that time. And so it was like the next summer, I think. And I literally, like, walked in to order another board. And he's like, hey, what are you doing this summer? And I'm like, uh, surfing? He goes, you need a job? I'm wow. like, okay, sure. Good, answer that phone. What? Because <laughs> he's starting to he blow was, up. He was totally blowing up. I mean, for me, I was like, it was mind-blowing. Because here I am, this kid, and I'm literally basically answering the phone so that Rusty can shape. He's just, and it, at the Take time, orders. at the time, it was, it was What, are you, 17 or 18? I was probably 17. Okay. Yeah, 17 at the time, I think. Yeah. And were you aspiring to be a pro surfer? Like at, at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, like this to is, be on yeah, tour. yeah. I had spent so much time with Doug and those guys, and like we were all kind of <clears> on <throat> the same trajectory. We're going for it. We're NSSA. You're gonna you want to win the nationals. You want to win the U.S. Championships. Uh, you know, you get, the you get to the world. You, so you know, like Farney won the worlds, and and you know that was kind of the goal was what you know. And then I want to go on the tour. The dream. Yeah, the dream tour. So on the ASP. When, when Rusty said to, hey, answer the phone, you're hired, was there money involved? Like, did you say, we're going to get this? Or just, you didn't, you know, minimum I, wage? I get minimum wage, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I didn't care. I was like, cool, I'm getting paid. Sweet. Yeah. You know, and, you know, it was, it was a, you know. Was it like a late afternoon job or did he, did he give you like surfing hours? Yeah, there? it was, yeah. no, it was definitely surfing hours. <laughs> yeah, it was for sure surfing hours. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't every day. It was, you know, it was, it was when it was busy and stuff. And so he had, so it was, it was Rusty and his wife Angie was helping and, and their really close friend, Cindy Holloman was, was giving him a hand as well. Um, and then he, he did have at that point, um, a ghost shaper, Steve Bartow, who, um, I he that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bartow's a great shaper. And, and so Steve came, um, from Canyon with okay. Rusty and Rusty. And so that was kind of the whole start of the Rusty for the RDOT movement. The RDOT movement. And yeah. I mean, I remember at one point realizing that Rusty had like 16 of the top 32 guys riding his boards. Yeah. Is that, that Sean Thompson was riding them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like, I mean, and Sean was another like hero of mine as a kid. So I remember he walked in the door one day and I, I can't even say anything. And, and the funniest thing is, again, this is the funniest thing is, the funniest thing is at that point, I'm actually riding for Instant Clothing. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So, the... Um, that, how, did that, how did that happen? Okay, so that happened literally just as I left Sunset. The Instinct rep, Brian Hughes, this guy, huge. Dude. Brian oh, Hughes. My, yeah. You know huge. I know huge. Yeah, yeah so Brian Hughes hooked me up with the, the Instinct. He's, he repped Stussy afterwards, right? I think he did. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, Instinct had to open an office here in Orange County, and, and so I got involved with those guys. And But it's funny, you know. I'm, I'm, and they made, they made kind of cool stuff. They made really cool stuff. Yeah. And, Born and to they, move. And they also yes. did um, Surfing is Life, The Rest is Details. Yeah. They were the first. The Rest is Details. They were the first brand. To use like a proper advertising, well, no advertising company. Yeah, they hired oh this, this company from LA. I can't remember what the name, is, but like okay, like I, big time. They were like, we're not going to muck around. Yeah, we're not going to be hang ten or just we need a slogan that yeah. separates no. us. So they, so these guys built life's a beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these guys built the full on like marketing program. Yeah, around that thing and and like. Crazy professional photographer. I remember that whole 
doing that photo shoot with Sean and Barton and yeah. and, and uh, well, the lo- Dave Parman or all those guys. So. Well, you, you know how important <laughs> logos are, like the icon, you yeah. know, but yeah. like if you're not selling to that core customer, which now they're looking into how to, you know, branch out past yeah. that like core surfer mm. or yeah. know, client or retailer, you know, how do you, you know, you got to pull them in somehow. Yeah. You know, let them know we, that this we, is a surfer. We had Sean on too. Like we got yeah. to interview in front of on a stage in front of a bunch of people but it's pretty cool but uh cool. he's telling us how his dad you know when when sean was riding boards gosh i don't know who who was making him but probably his, spider murphy spider murphy yep and then uh sean's dad's like you need a logo like and it was the same instinct logo yeah like the, yeah. him on the wave or yeah, yeah. something like that yeah it's him it's that i wonder if they started off that like kind of the snap kind of off yeah know, the pipeline I'll, I'll snap, if I but, find yeah like, but it, it was off, you know and that was the logo that I think transferred onto instinct for yeah. a while yeah and it's funny because um yeah it's Barton Lynch Tom Carroll even wrote yeah. for yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Tom Carroll even wrote yeah. for yeah. um instinct yeah. Bud Lamas wrote for instinct Oh, they're huge. Yeah. And yeah, they were it was crazy. It was like yeah. a proper thing. So Dude, uh Chris Signs mm. of HSS, Hage, Hage San, rode for Instinct and I they did a they did a photo shoot. He didn't wasn't sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did a I think it was on South Side or North Side. Did a, did a photo and it was shoot? the whole Instinct team. From a pier shot? No. No, just on the beach. Like, from like lot down mm. looking up. Those were popular back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, I, there was a bunch of brands that did that, like team gathering photo yeah, shoot in the parking lot. See, I'm I'm skipping forward, but I'm now it's funny thinking about the PSAA days, you know. And, and well, don't go there yet. Don't yeah, go there yet. Yeah. So, so, your, work, your, so work, your first job was rusty. So my first job, well, my first, you know, industry job. Well, first after Sunset Surfboards, rusty, and and then so. Yeah, he had me like, you know, it's funny, like I was saying, running errands, running down to the Branding Iron, which was the screen print shop in La Jolla, where he was first starting to do t-shirts. Rusty surfboards everywhere. And the, the fade hard on thing, yeah, which was quite prolific and, yeah. and prophetic. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how R. Dot was the name too it's synonymous well, with Rusty ended up, yeah it ended up just being well you know it's the funniest I like mean, that's what people say is R-Dot instead of Rusty right what do you write R-Dots R-Dots yeah <laughs> so the story I heard from Rusty is that literally it was it was PT and it was he literally you know R with a dot on a napkin at a bar are kidding me yeah that's that's the story Rusty told we're gonna have to ask PT I mean they are yeah ask PT but there was there was conversations and 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 you know what are you gonna do like Rusty I can just hear it most people use their name you know how are you gonna get prison door or you know prison door like like that'd be especially back then when the logos were so big so it had to be it had to be Rusty and then yeah the story I Simple. heard was that PT took it down to like, well, let's just, you know, abbreviate it even further. You know, just there you the, go. There's the your logo. I, I can imagine the mate going, Rusty Prezendorfer, who's going to want to want, who's going to want that logo on there, bar, mate? You got to make it simple. You got to just do Rusty or just do this. Our dog. <laughs> and then I'm, that simple. And then knowing Rusty, I'm sure he, he painstakingly designed that first art. Like, I'm sure it was weeks and months of yeah. him, like, 
going through and through and through until he to finally, get the right, yeah, to right get what he yeah. wanted. Yeah, yeah, to, to get that iconic original. Like, yeah, the, like, the angle. Uh, the, yeah, you know, I mean, how it fits on a board too. It could look good on a, paper, but it doesn't necessarily translate to a board. He's got a degree in art, so yeah. you know. Oh, uh, does he? Yeah, yeah, from UCSD. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's it's cool when you know these brands that have stood the test of time. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at Quicksilver, the Mountain Wave, mm. the Billabong, whatever, you know, they, they have that logo. I don't know what they call yeah. it. You know, the Volcom Stone, um, the Rivka VA, and then the Rusty R-Dot, right. you know? Right. It's like they, they're timeless. I, creating like a you mark. You see tweaks of that stuff, but yeah. yeah. But but creating a mark that speaks to people is huge. Yeah, huge. You know? That's all my best friend does. Great marks. That's he does more than that now, but it's funny. That's he he went down the graphic design art. Who is this? Oh, uh, really good friend of mine, John Ritt. He's mm. been my best friend my whole life, and it's funny. Good surfer. Yeah. But went down the whole. He saw not. You know, just a niche. Yeah, kind of. You know, that was just his thing. It's interesting. He, he had. You know, he had a gift for it, you know, and yeah. a love of it and, and stuff. So he's, but well, it's, it's funny how that is, you know, if, if you can get a brand that has that really amazing identity. Oh, yeah. And so that's what carries that brands. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's funny because, you know, Rusty became a clothing company. Right. You know, and, and Stussy was a shaper that became a. Clothing. Like a fashion clothing company. Yeah. Where it's like, that's weird. That's, well, and if you how don't, did that happen? If you don't know your history or if you've come to the game later, yeah. it's funny. I can't tell you how many people that I run to have no idea that either one of those brands came from surfing. Bob yeah. Hurley. Bob Hurley. Yeah. You know? Bob shaper. Hurley's a shaper? What? Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody knows that. Unless you're, unless you're in the industry the way we yeah. are, you probably do not know those little details. Yeah. Um, Going back, you said you had a funny Farnsworth story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh, you know, just funny girl stories. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I don't know who was climbing whose balcony to go say hi late in the evenings, but yeah, yeah. Was just, you know, there were shenanigans going on. I could, you know. I could see you guys <laughs> playing the bro- the brothers kind totally of thing. Totally did. There's yeah. a resemblance there. Yeah. So, it was uh, farty. It was farty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> so, farty, farty's getting a second wave pipe, pipe bomb. That was me on that. Yeah, yeah, right. Because uh, <laughs> he wrote for Rusty's too, right? He did for all. After, yeah. Yeah, after think, Hayward. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, at one point or another in that era, you probably went down and got yourself a Rusty. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. like, like, I know so many boards that Rusty shaped that actually didn't have a logo after kind of once there was a clothing company and yeah. other brands were like, whoa, 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 hang yeah. on. Yeah. Now, can't have that logo in your board anymore. And he's, like, you know, as, you a, know. Yeah, as a, a designer and a, and, a, and a shaper, you know, like you want people... You want to work with great surfers. Gotcha. You yeah. want to get that feedback. So if it's not putting your logo on and it's like, hey, whatever, you know? Going, yeah, going way back. I mean, it's That's, funny. There's, there's an iconic red board that Luke Egan was riding at Pipe that I know Rusty shaped him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Like, it's so... It, there's you, you start going back and it's like, it's crazy. Like, um, going back to the year that, that Barton Lynch won his world title I, and, and we were staying at the Instinct House 
down at Rocky Point, and I've never seen a quiver that big in my life. <laughs> um, also, we all were very quiet that week and just kept to ourselves because <laughs> right. Barton was like, you know, right there on the cusp to win the title. And it was, man, it was tense that week. But he had so many boards. He had like seven or eight boards from every shaper on the North Shore. A stack of rusties. He was, you know, he was investing. He went on a rusty? He was, I'm trying to, no, no. He, it was a Barnfield, he, right? It, no, uh, it could have been a Barnfield or actually, no. Um, hang on. Oh, I'm going to go blank on who it was. It was a Hawaiian shaper that he won, won on. Um, Rawson. But he was riding. But but he was riding. He was backing himself. He was investing in that title, and he was going to make sure that he had a board that was going to work and, and get him there. Yeah. So it was pretty... That was an interesting thing as, you know, as a young, aspiring pro surfer to go, oh, okay. Oh, the Hawaii you got to get so committed to yeah. like, make this happen. You know? you know, you're covering such a big variety of lengths, yeah. you know, yeah. from like a hot dog shortboard yeah. to whatever big gun you're going to charge, but... You had to have multiple boards and sizes. Yeah. yeah. Six eight. You break your six eight, now you got a six six or seven two. Or you break your six right. ten. You know, like right. th- those four to six inch gaps are, are yeah. huge. Here, yeah. here in California you can get away with one or two boards, yeah. but in Hawaii, no way. You're gonna need ten. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that season Rusty sent me over there. I had like everything from a six three to an eight oh. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that that six, and, six to seven two, you're doubling yeah, up yeah, on yeah, all yeah, of those. Yeah. Because yeah. that's Cause I have typically a, the boards you sizes you'll ride. Well, right. that and I'd, I'd have like a six ten or seven two like sunset board, and then a six ten seven two like pipe pipe, pipe board. Yeah, yeah, like two yeah. different like yeah. it just like the way they you know you want to they're not the same board, not yeah. the same wave. No, yeah. So back to answering phones and doing errands. Yep. Um, but mostly still competing. Okay. You know, you're competing. It, was, it was definitely a part-time gig. Yeah. But like, it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I was running errands, shipping T-shirts up to Aaron. Service. HSS, yeah. And, and, <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to get fish tacos for lunch because, you know, <laughs> you got to keep them fed. So there was a lot of, a lot of trips to Rubio's. Um, Dang right. You know, because that was just down the street. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing, you know. I was like, so what was the, the who's who of surfing roll in and out of the door? Yeah, you know, I can imagine. Was, you know, was that like Matt Brandt? Well, that was a little, yeah, yeah, little later. Yeah, a little right? later. Yeah, that would have been later. So at that point, I wouldn't have been working at the factory. Anymore. Okay, I was definitely like once Brat Brat Manson was was on the team. That's you know that was Pally and Matt and and I was surfing on the team and you know and so that yeah. was that was kind of that era. So that was I mean for me kind of when I really was was trying to do it was definitely that you know. Shane Powell, you know, that that's definitely So what was the era. point where you turned pro? You like doing well in the So doing well in the NSSA and you know and and so ended up doing a couple US championships, uh, a couple finals in that and was that was there was kind of nothing else, you know, left to do. It was like, yeah. okay, you know, I was just about so it was funny, like I said, I kind of came late to it and so I turned pro probably at twenty. Mm. You know, um, which nowadays is you know normal. You know, but then, well, not normal, but but, but then was almost ancient. You know, yeah. like it was like oh, 20, Wow, okay. Kids are um, trying to pro at seventeen, eighteen. Right, now. right, right, right. Um, yeah, younger, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, so, and in that time, you know, the the Bud Tour was that was blowing up. Whatever yeah. was doing was blowing up, and 
and it was interesting because I really wanted to do the ASP tour. That was the dream. Because it comes yeah. back to traveling and, and yeah. you know, going, yeah. going back to the... And, and, and at that point, too, like, the dredging criteria was slightly different. And, and what the, the way the guys were surfing on the ASP tour was different than the approach man on the PSWA tour. And it was man on man. And it was just, and I, you know, to me, it was that was always where I wanted to go. That was and, the cla- world class like show. But as a California pro, all the sponsors. So at that point, I was, it was Rusty, um, um, O'Neill, Instinct. Uh, Rusty. Actually, and Rip Curl. Mm, Rip Curl now. Yeah, it was Rusty and Rip Curl. So, so it was funny. I mean, that was kind of a weird time. Also, you know, having no clue about financial markets and things like that, not realizing what you've turned pro at 1987, and the cra- the the stock market's just crashed, and there's no money in the industry. At the moment. So, so gnarly. It was so gnarly, but like literally clueless to all of that at the time. Just going, wow, why can't I get a contract? And uh, the new team guy at O'Neill, and that was like, had surfed my entire amateur career for him. And I was like, nope, no room for you. So, was like, put my portfolio together. And this was funny. I, this is one of my favorite memories, kind of was walked into the offices at Rip Curl to meet with Butch, who was running the show there at the time from Australia. Um, and, you know, I've got this portfolio around. He goes... What's that for? I know who you are. I <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, taking, uh, you take, know. Yeah, no, nothing, just taking the piss immediately. You yeah. know? And I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, so it was literally like, you know, no money, but hey, amazing photo incentive and as many wetsuits as you can use. You know, that literally was just the deal back then. It was I'm, all about chasing the photos. Yeah. yeah. Well, that and the product is like, that's yeah. a that's a whole like different kind of budget than writing a check, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, hey, I'm oh, gonna yeah. give you five suits, you know, sell a couple, make some, you know, yeah, get, yeah. you know, that yeah. was kind of the underground, yeah, like, yeah, it, it was pro like, deal, under yeah, the yeah, table, yeah, like, sponsorship yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, like you would like we'd go, yeah, Baldy and I <laughs> would go to the Rip Curl factory, and like that was when they literally were making them there, and you'd have so a custom, you had a custom wetsuit form, and so you'd sit there with the colored pencils, and like. Color design your suit yeah. and had to and so we, that's why all the suits were rad yeah you know and they we were, were we rad were, it was crazy yeah, and yeah. we have victory wetsuits here and I wrote for and them a long time and we they, did the same amazing. thing yeah the wait I could get that and, and do a contrast because it was the yeah, the, um, yeah. Um, uh, colored stitching yeah the stitching you yeah. know like yeah the blind stitch, where yeah. I could do just a black suit and do like red like stitching it's in a red logo and it looked yeah. like insane you yeah. know yeah. So funny, but yeah, floral, yellow, purple, white, black, you know, just... So, so was it PSAA? So that's PSAA, yeah. Okay. And, it, you know, it's funny, and it's, you know, and, and at that time, I'm thinking that the, the Rip Curl team, it's, you know, it's Gerlach, you know, Brad's on the international thing, and for PSA, it was like me, and Baldy, and Dino and Dino was on, riding for them then at that point, um... And, you know, it was just floral days and, and chasing but, up and down the coast. Yeah. But, I mean, it was like all the local events they had, whether it was in Pismo or Imperial or Oceans, they were packed. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They, it was like, you know, I, I don't know what the, the events ran, like a five-day event or, yeah. you know. It would be, yeah, so, it's like, like yeah, a Wednesday through Sunday or Thursday or, you know, be, at least a Wednesday. It would be Wednesday through Sunday, yeah, and yeah for was, sure. What's crazy is, is we forget who started it originally. Joey Brand, yeah, you know, like yeah. we don't give him props enough. We don't give him props enough 
Because he's the one that masterminded the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I remember him actually, he, you know, he was also, what was the name? There was a pro-am that he put on in Carlsbad. It was like the precursor to that. Like that was kind of the start of Is his he like originally contest from, directing. He's from a Carlsbad, down there, right? Yeah, yeah, Carlsbad. yeah. yeah. It, in fact, I think his sister still owns Offshore Surf Shop there. Like, oh, really? Right there. Yeah, I think so. Huh. I think Barbie still What's has her that. Name? Barbie Baran. She does. Yeah. 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 What is, I'm trying to think of the tour before. Like PSA? The proper PSA. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was something before that, but the PSA was when it, I don't know how he brought in Budweiser. I mean, that. I mean, that's when. It, it, yeah. That was that was where you know again. I think he was taking a page out of the, the. I mean, at that time, beach volleyball was like blowing up, mm, and yeah, yeah, they were like a Miller, you know. Yeah, like that was their corporate beer sponsor because right. my dad had a friend in marketing at Miller. Yeah. Used to give you guys and cases. they would just pallets. Yeah, they pull up like a pallet, like the truck, <clears> and we'd be like, "What?" Like, and this is like, "I'm a grom." Dad you know? sponsored. Yeah, he was. <laughs> All the guys coming in with like just stacks. I'm like, "Wow." A but, dolly. But uh, they were, you know. So I, I think he was just, you know, looking at what other industries were doing, and right. you know, like, hey, we could we could sell this. Yeah. And it was yeah. it had such a you know national. It was kind of that. You know, national U.S. champ, which yeah. had something to do with it, and it was all up and down the coast, yeah. Florida, yeah. Hawaii, Virginia, wherever. What was your first proper surf trip? Oh, trying to There's some outside too. I'm trying to think what, like, my, what was my first proper surf trip? Get a little parched. Um, I, proper surf. Well, pri- would have probably been yeah, first trip Max. to Hawaii. No, Why? no. I mean, it's funny. Max almost didn't even feel like a surf trip to us. It was part of because, California. Because, I mean, and, and San Diego is like so close. You just needed a, drive, a driver's license. Yeah. Sometimes nothing. Sometimes nothing yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, going to Mexico was almost like, you know, at least once a month. Yeah. Yeah. And that was also where, so, Mark McNaught. And that's, that was his jam. They Keith. were, boom, run across. Yeah, Rob Keith. Um, you know, I first started, I was shooting with Rob Keith as well and John Bilderback before he moved to Hawaii. Um, Bilderback was a man. Yeah, he was What, the what man. was your first shot Rob Keith, too. Besides performers. It, it would have been Breakout. It probably was Rob Keith, actually. Uh, so, nice. Editorial or an ad? It would have been editorial. Probably would have been an editorial. Yeah, Rusty, Instinct. O'Neill st- still, probably. I have a stack time. of uh, Breakout magazines. Yeah. I'll dig through them and my, try. Hopefully, Kev, try Kevin to find Kinnear, one. my buddy Kevin Kinnear. He was he was a full Delmar local. So the editor for Breakout early on was this guy. Do you Kevin know the um, the founder George? I don't know George. No. Yeah. So uh, it's Summer Rap's dad, George something. I forget the freaking last name. But yeah, he started Breakout Magazine. So yeah, so yeah. my first editorial for sure would have been Breakout, and then and ads as well, and it would have been, um, and then for you know it's funny. So when I was first surfing professionally, it was yeah, it was it was Instinct, Rusty, Rip Curl. That was and oh, and don't forget Alouette. Oh, how shit. could I forget Alouette? Everyone, yeah, uh, yeah. Aloe, I mean, and then we all were that on your eyes. Uh, yeah, that's bubble gum wax, of course. Yeah, yeah, the glands. Come on, yeah, that was San strong. absolutely. Bubble gum, stylized sunglasses, stylized because yeah. that was part of instinct. No, 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 no. It, uh, I thought, I thought, well, Sean Thompson wrote for it, yeah, he did, or stylized, oh, yeah. I mean, so everybody did. 
Yeah. yeah. Everybody did. I don't know where Ken, Ken, what's his last name? Eichenberg was the guy that was doing stylized. Oh, it, it and his nickname was Ken Eichenscam. And they were, <laughs> they were blowing up because I remember yeah. when Quicksilver moved from 18th Street and like between Monrovia and Placentia to the main building, stylized took over their old building. Right. And they still kept a lot of it for their fabric in the back. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. they right. just took up a little portion of it. But yeah, it was like... It, it was so funny how there was like those... Oh yeah, come on. You can have one. <laughs> You've been talking for a couple of hours. Right? Um, it's funny how there was definitely those iconic kind of like Pizza LA year sponsors that like every... That, that kind of everybody had one go. Cheers. You know, Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Ew. Nice. Ashland, thank you. It's Friday, you know? Yeah. Mm. Beer 30. Beer yeah, 30. The, but I mean, the, you know... I don't know. Was there TV incentives? Like if you made quarter semis finals, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think I remember yeah. some contracts yeah. where, yeah, if you got like yeah. Yeah. photo I, well, content, you know, there it, was all it was, these it little was results and and sort of coverage both. So like I remember my instant contract was results would get you paid. Yeah. So I had like a base salary. Results would get you paid. Um, photo incentive, and I think there was like a, if you were, yeah, interview on the what TV thing. What was your thing. salary? <laughs> Nothing. 150 bucks? <laughs> no, I think I was, no, no, hang on. I think I was making $600 a month. I was rolling in the big box. Yeah. Back then, that was kind of <laughs> decent, though, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, I was stoked. I was like, cool. Yeah. Okay, you know. And, and photo incentive yeah. and a travel yeah, budget? Yeah, yeah. So, well, no, no. The travel budget had to come out of the 600 bucks. Oh, yeah. Or your contest winnings. Or your contest winnings, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or the side yeah. jobs you're hustling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of the other thing. I mean, I mean, that was the one of the eye-openers for me. So, my first, like, real experience with international competition was actually at the Stubbies event at Oceanside Pier and and coming up against Richard Marsh. Dog, Dog Marsh. Marsh. Dog Marsh. Um, and, and and that I'm, was I'm like one round from the main event. I'm and I'm like, yeah, and I'm and I'm in second. I'm advancing. Dog stitched me up. He is a mongrel, hence his nickname. Like a beast in a contest. Like he was not having it. He was like, "Who is this young Seppo? No way." Yeah. And and what I realized later, because it's funny, I actually ended up that next winter um, staying with him for like a month on the North Shore, <laughs> and he's awesome. And having uh, like yeah, he coaches was, now and everything. Yeah. Like he's a freaking Jedi. But but it was funny. Yeah. He oh, he was a so Jedi wait, then too. Yeah. He was gnarly. But but it was just what I realized is that you know all of us in California, we had the PSA. There was money. There was sponsors. I mean, even though. By today's standards, there was no money, but the Aussies had it even tougher. Those guys were like, if they weren't making it to the main event and making money, they were going home to go swing a hammer or whatever else they had to do. Like, yeah. there was no sponsor. They were money definitely there. blue collar, like yeah. you know, they construction had yeah. clubs, but that was it. Yeah, but there was man, they were they were, they were doing it. They tough. were digging ditches yeah. for yeah. months, yeah. saving up yeah. money, and then bouncing. And and so it, it, I, I I learned something about like you know okay, the working man, yeah, the man he, like he the the reality is looking back that he like he wanted it more than I yeah did. he was and hungrier he, he was hungrier and yeah. like he would have paddle up over my back, swinging elbows, whatever he yeah. had to do to get through the heat. And so it was like huge lesson for me. Like, oh, okay, when you're at this level. Yeah. We're not playing a game. No, this yeah. is no longer fun and games. These yeah, guys are serious life. about yeah. it. So. Well, it's, it's funny too, because you said Seppo and back in that 
time oh, period, yeah. there was, uh, and it, maybe it was media driven too, but you wanted. Oh, there was a huge rivalry. Aussie versus. Rivalry. Yeah, Aussie <laughs> versus California or US. There was a big, like, you know. Started with Curran and knocking it, it went all the way down the freaking. Yeah. The, well, it started with busting down the door, too. Well, for sure. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, that. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely more rivalry than you know. It's funny. It's funny now. Like I see so much going on with social media and stuff, and like almost like people like upset about things. Like you know, a lot of the stuff lately about the the judging and, and you know and what have you. And the funny thing is, it's been like that forever. It's been like that forever. <laughs> but but it's more amongst the pundits commenting oh, sure. than the actual surge on tour. Oh yeah. Like it's funny. The guys on the tour these days, like. They're yeah. all traveling together there. Yeah. Like, there's not that many, like, hardcore angry rivalries the way there used to be. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some, but not, I mean, it, like, I remember Potts and Brad, like, that. Yeah, going year, after it, that yeah. That was, a, man, they hated each other. Yeah. It, it wasn't even funny. There's no McC- uh, McCampbell, McCampbell and Andy. Andy. Yeah. Yeah. There's right? some. Bastion and Slater. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that. I like there, yeah, there somebody was, hungrier than the other, yeah, yeah. and not studying everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Richie Collins and oh, Big dude. Mouth. The yeah. Skeletor was well. You know, the yeah. Aussies back in the right. day, yeah, like yeah. PT, was telling us, dude, we would, you know, I'd out paddle you. I'd paddle you to the point, you know, like yeah. And the, those guys were hungry because they yeah. were, sh- you know, yeah. There wasn't sponsors. They were right. their own sponsors. They would shape boards. They would they would take Levi's and you know bring an extra suitcase and what, sell what Levi's or whatever. Do? Dude, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's been a few you know little razor blade nicks into that leash string and <laughs> oh yeah, fun, oh, you know oh, soap. I oh, mean, oh, David Noeva got his board stolen out of his car right? yeah, before yeah, a concert. Yeah. Like, that might, shit might have gotten a little Vaseline on the day. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tell us <laughs> about. I don't I don't know if you said what happened with Dog March. How did he get you? You were in second place. Oh. Like, he just paddled rings around me and was just, like, he just... Did he, like, get he, under your skin and baffle you, or...? Yeah, and it was just, like, got up underneath me and just, he was not going to let me get another way of the rest of the heat, and he just made sure he was in the inside. I mean, there was no priority then. Yeah. So it was, like, yeah. So it, you went he, from second to third? Went second to third, and that was it. 41st. Ugh. Done. Out. <laughs> no money. No money. What was a contest entry back then? Hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know? not cheap. Um, no, not cheap. Yeah, but yeah. they were paying um, hundred bucks or fifty bucks for heat wins. You know, so if you were able to scrap a couple, you could at least get your entry back if you were right. able to make a couple of heats. Yeah, if you can make a couple of heats, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, yeah, for sure. But that, that seeding money round two yeah. main event yeah. was yeah. like, you, that and that was, was no, that was only a little two. I it was two and four hundred bucks when I was doing them. So I, I yeah. I bring this up all the time, right? Like your area, North County. Mm. Is that South County? North County. North County. Yeah. 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 The hotbed of talent that was coming out then, right? Mm. At that same time too, when your your era, South Bay, there was Ted Robinson, yeah. Kelly Gibson, yep. Chris, uh, Froh- Chris Frohoff. Chris Frohoff, yep. Like I always say it's like what happened? You know what I mean? Like, where's the Chris Frohoffs and the, mm. you know, Ted Robinsons of South Bay? And where's the Huntington. Del Mar Slash? 
and Doug Silva and and you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it skips it skipped a, a lot of generations. It skipped a lot oh, of generations. Oh, since and, then and, and now? And, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting too, like now when I look at it, it's it's really um gotten polarized to like just a couple little spots. It's funny, like everyone wants to hang out at seaside now. Which is see what that's and cool. And that's that, good. And it's kind of become like yeah, the I mean, lowers with of San it's Diego. the lowers yeah. of San Diego. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and every mom's there, you know, with the camera on the kiddos. Yeah, because right now it's HB and San Clemente. Right. Where the yeah. talent pool yeah. sits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's HB, San Clemente, and then in San Diego, it's it's Seaside. Yeah. And, you know, and it started with, like, um, like the Marshall kids. You yeah. Know? And that's, you know, you look Jake at Jake Marshall. and you look at all his and his brothers and stuff like that. And, you know, and then... Um, but since then... Kids, but, but it's funny, there's... Since yeah. Jake, like, you, you look back prior to Jake... There hasn't yeah. been that many people. No, there's a big gap. There's yeah, a big gap. and I think just like you know, we've had so many superstars, and then like that kind of blue collar has been kind of suppressed yeah. too with yeah. sponsorships and stuff. There's been a lot of great surfers, but they ne- they haven't been able to emerge like they were in your generation, yeah. my generation, yeah. where that kind of like middle class surfer was able to kind of you know, stick yeah. it out and be more relevant. Now yeah. it's kind of like there's this huge right. gap between right. the cream of the crop, the you know, the, the A-list, you know, kind of marquee. Yeah. Which obviously are the best of the best, but now there's yeah. not that like... But isn't there's it... There's not that middle layer. No. Yeah. And, and you know, and you, you touched on it and, it, and it, and I'm thinking about it, it's true. Like during the PSLA years, like, like Malibu, for instance... So many people. So many good surfers. So, well, so many good surfers. All also, over. But people showing up just to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, like there were so many spectators, you know. And and the other thing, too, is the the number of competitors was huge. Like, yeah. People don't realize, like, you know, I mean, 300 guys. Yeah. And, and what's crazy, Rick, if you did guys. that again, you would have the same turnout yeah they've they've, Honestly. they've capped the events like i remember the op pro which was the biggest yeah contest you, in yeah. america u.s open's coming up again yeah it's gonna be fucking packed for, yeah for two weeks but they would do a trial it was almost mm-hmm. a 10 day so they would do the a trials a weekend before yeah. and then the real contest would start on monday yeah one day was girls one day was like longboard but still was like a a proper seven-day event, yeah, like yeah, yeah. nine, you know, eight or nine rounds to get into the main event. Like it yeah. was crazy amount. It's double, du- uh, double uh, competitor area sometimes. Yeah. You know, just to get through those earlier rounds. I and can't, I can't remember now when, but I was at HSS still, where it, the U.S. Open was like two weeks. Yeah, and there would be two contests. They would do the QS and they do the yeah. CT. Yeah. And you'd just be like, holy shit, like another contest? Well, it's and then And then PSAA would have one like a month before. Yeah, at like in Molsa or State B or, yeah. or uh, right. Berker. So, yeah. got to bring those back. Right? I know. I, I, I mean, as just, you know, for the surf, you know, California surf culture, the, yeah. the, the, the local communities, the surf retailers, like it just benefited all those little like yeah. beach towns. Yeah, Huntington, yeah, it's got... You know the but name it, in the in the pier and all that bringing the big events, but yeah. I mean Imperial Beach, Seaside, Oceanside, yep. you know Huntington, maybe, you know Salt Creek or Lowers, whatever that one yeah. would kind of move around. Right, right. Like, like, but even like Ocean Beach, San Francisco, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cayucas, like yeah. really, like you know, really, you know, surf towns, towns. It used to be more yeah. focal points. Yeah, 
Um, going back to Seaside, did and you it was watch on primetime TV? Prime, prime ticket. Time, prime ticket. Did you the, did, the uh, did you watch the World Juniors at oh, Seaside? Oh, you know what? I missed it. I mean, I watched. You watched, I, I was I, like a day late, but okay. watching Levi was that was Dude. epic. Cause like those boy. Are the waves were like I, I was. It was laughing. a little too big. It was a little too big for yeah. it actually. But I was cracking, going, how they got three days of seaside oh. that good? Oh my god! With those, like, unheard. And the level of surfing was phenomenal. Well, when seaside's like that, it is super rippable. Yeah. <laughs> but Levi Slauson, right? Yeah. 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 He was yeah. Yeah. on He's... another level. Yeah. Coming back from behind a couple times, yeah. you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. He's another one that I forgot that you know is yeah. a talent, but yeah. Uh, and then who was the young Aussie kid that won it? Jar- uh, Jarvis Earl. Jarvis Earl. Yeah. Wow. He was fucking ripping. Go the Goofies. Yeah. Go, go, the, go goofies. the Goofies. Yeah, bro. What's up? <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, I would have fucking whipped a couple of fucking yeah. Right oh. foot forward, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I go left a lot these Me days. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, you're in the you're in the land. I, of I am the land of lefts. I am. Yeah. Oh, there is the odd really good right hander down there. I bet. Is there rights down there? Oh yeah. Those are a secret. We won't we won't talk about those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want any more crowds there. No. So PSAA, how did you you know how did you do after stubbies? And so yeah, it was funny. So I was always kind of it's funny. I was like the guy that was like stuck in the quarters, you know. So like. First year, I think I finished like 24th, and the second year, kind of like 30th, and I was just kind of stuck there, and I, w- I just wasn't loving it, because mm-hmm. it's not really what I wanted to do. I really wanted to do what Dino was doing, Dino and Dino, and like, get, he just was like, nope, I'm going to ASP Tour. Like, so he he smashed it on the PSA Tour. He won it like back-to-back? Or yeah, two, and or then got Him and Shane Bashan were yeah, like... Yeah, him and Shane Bashan were just gnarly, but... Yeah. Um, they were in the finals all the fucking time. So, <laughs> so Chris Brown, like what? those guys. And they were Chris Brown, Brown too. Yeah, they were, yeah, yeah. At least oh, yeah. Beshin was. Beshin was. Yeah. And Dino was, he was getting McElroy's yeah. and Rusty's. And and then uh, Archie oh. Archie was getting Richo's, Richos from Australia and McElroy's and Rusty's. Um, I love when Archie was riding the gutter bottoms. Man, he just ripped Chan- The big channel the bottoms? Big six channel, double wing, swallowtail. Oh. Still, you know, it's funny. Out of that era, he's still one of my, just my favorite. Favorite surfer. Yeah, he, he's younger than me, and he's still like one of my. We follow. We follow somebody that posts those old, you know, like uh, montages of videos, mm. and there was just an Archie drop. Mm. Yeah. Surf video or surf radio. Surf, yeah. Uh, I forget this handle. But Brazilian guy. Yeah, and yeah. it was just Archie and. One of my favorite like backside barrels is a lean forward like oh, rail yeah, grab right, like right. dude. I was like, like, I'm doing one of those, <laughs> and it was you know because everybody stuff. You know, I loved how like so like creative, different, so creative. But the other thing too is Archie's the first guy I ever saw doing functional airs. Like yeah, he was huh. airing sections, and I was like, oh, because and not just on the closeout like down the line. No, no, like, like yeah, yeah, like functional, functional airs, and I was like. Because it's funny, for me, I grew up in an era where it was all about put it on rail, man turns, yeah. Tom Carroll is God. Richard Crane gouges. So definitely was never an air guy, never going to be, that, that was never my thing. But I really had an appreciation for the fact that, that Archie had an incredible rail game and 
He had, I, I love the fact raw, that, that he unpredictable. was unpredictable, raw. And, and as soon as I saw him doing these, like, like what I perceive as really functional arrows, I'm like, okay, if you're going to do arrows, that's what they should look like. Yeah. They should serve a purpose, not just to do the air. Like, yeah. It not like be the a, stupid pop it, in the well, air. Well, it should be a transition and yeah. a part of the yeah. whole ride. The flow. Yeah. Yeah. The rock and roll floaters, the, the straight up. Who else rode six channel bottoms? Everybody, we all did. Yeah. Did you really? Oh, they yeah. were super One of my popular. favorite boards I ever had. Archie and Gurr. I only yeah. saw Archie, Archie with channel bottoms. No, Archie, Gurr was riding them. Uh, uh, Tom Carroll. Uh, Richie Collins. Yeah, Richie had them. Dude. They were functional. Everybody had them. Everyone had them. I only saw pictures of Archie, I think, though. And it's funny because, really, the, the godfather of them is Alan Byrne. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, Kiwi Al Burning Spears, right? Yeah, Burning Spears, Pipe Master. Yeah, they work really good in open face power, like clean. Yeah. But and like the, you know, beach the California beach slop, it's not great. Yeah, right. I don't, right. Yeah. Although you know, it's funny. It's Rusty figured it out. The the most like back to back wins I ever had was on one of those. Uh, he he made them a little shallower. Mm-hmm. And that Shallow was that, that, channel bottom? Yeah. Entirely yellow. What's up, Emmy? Yeah. Uh, buckled it twice, kept getting it fixed. Finally, Rusty took it from me. He's like, You cannot ride that anymore. He goes, But it's, you know, I just, magic. It was magic. I wouldn't let it go. And he's like, No, no, we're making you new boards. Like, this is not a good look. Yeah. Got, you don't want like, This thing has like, been creased twice and put back together. There's no way this is a good I board never, anymore. I don't think I've ever, done ha- I've had a couple, but I never <laughs> liked them. Yeah, I never got into it. <laughs> I never got into them either. I, I've had a few over the years, but no. oh, you know what? Dino was riding too. And Dino. Dino was riding them. And, yeah, and Dino was like he was the king of like the the floater. I mean, again, functional yeah. float. Like I don't know if I've ever seen anyone cover more ground. Yeah. than Dino on the roof of a wave. Yeah, yeah. he's he yeah he would get from A to B like and yeah. just yeah. Yeah, he was deadly. Like, you were talking about guys that, like, were in the finals every time. Like yeah. Consistent. Him and Snips and Vinny and, you know, Beshin and Chris Brown. Like, those guys, you know, there's just a handful where it's like, of course you expect those guys in the yeah. final. They're in every final. Yeah, those guys were gnarly. So, the, yeah, it's fine. There's always this handful of guys that were just... Contest nice. machines. Yeah. yeah, contest machines. Had some really good heats with Slam Breezy. Slam Breezy? Yeah, yeah. Um, felt really good that I had his number for a while, which was cool. He was really mad at me all the time <laughs> because I would notoriously beat him, knock him out of the event, and then lose the next round. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like rise to the occasion and surf out of my skin to beat Mike and then lose the next you, round. You I remember your wad on that one. Yeah, huh? right? And I remember Mike he coming up to me. <laughs> he said, oh, just come. <laughs> it was so funny. I remember coming after me and being like, Rick, you know, if you're going to beat me, could you please just win the event then? Yeah. Because, like, seriously, this is just stupid. Like, yeah. don't knock me out if you're not going to win. All right? That's pretty <laughs> funny, but that does suck, you know? He was suck. another, like, podium consistent maker. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Slam breezy. Oh, he was gnarly. Right. That's why, like, you know, you get him in a heat. Didn't for he, me, I was didn't like, he win oh, the Bud Tour three, three times? Three times. Yeah. yeah. Was it three or four? I think three. It's for sure three. Yeah. yeah. Maybe four. I don't know. But yeah. he he was on a roll like none other. Yeah. And he was a professional bodyboarder to start. Yeah. 
You know, hey, he's making probably a lot more money than the guys. Yeah, I mean, double for dipping. sure, for sure, he was. You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 he, you know, Mike was down gnarly. in Naval. Yeah, he was gnarly. So, so, how long did you compete as a pro? So I competed from like '88 to '92. You know, um, and you know it was kind of a mediocre run. Just yeah. never quite broke out, and you know, yeah. And, and at 24. Had a blast though. I had a blast. What, you what, know, I mean, did some you of do the, international events? Yeah, I did. You know, it's funny. I, I, I actually it was. I finally like on year three in the PSA. I'm like, I'm over it. I want to. I want to surf internationally. So I actually took a trip to Australia with Baldy, um, and did the David Giddings, Banley, Hitty Giddy, Hitty Giddy. Went with Hitty Giddy and Chris, uh, um, Chris Billy. Nice. Chris so Billy. four of us were were kind of travel link, partners, linked up and traveled over there, and and yeah, we were doing. So the event at Bondi and the 4X at Surfer's Paradise, and that was the year, you know what sucked is? They canceled the event in Western Australia. We were supposed to go and surf Margaret's at, at and Margaret's, and they canceled it that year. I was so bummed. Cause, and also, at that point, Rusty was actually making clothing, and, 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 mm. the, and the Aussie guys were there. So I was like, yeah, this is going to be an epic trip. And so not were you riding Rusty's... So I was riding... So at that point, I was it was Rusty boards, Rusty clothing, Ripper wetsuits. So instinct had gone away, and it was just, you know, less less uh, <laughs> logos on the board. and One and less art. One less... Yeah, one less art, yeah. <laughs> but R- Rusty blew up, like, I mean, everywhere uh, at the same time, but up. specifically uh, Australia yeah. got one. Yeah. Yeah. It was really strong. Almost yeah. that... Stronger in America. Than, yeah. Well, it is stronger now in Australia now than it is in but, the U.S. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is we actually still sell Rusty really well in New Zealand. Yeah. It's still a really well like brand. Yeah, and, and it's funny. Like, still, I think they just do a better job units. over there. I don't know. Well, I think for that market, yeah. you know, they they they're really safe turkey. Like, yeah, they've got it. They've 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 figured out who they're customer is there and and they they've got a real tight little line and and it goes yeah um and their women's swim actually crushes it yeah a lot of bikinis yep so so go to australia go to australia go with the boys um and actually had it was funny had a little bit of a shocker at um the first event but then actually had a good run through the forex and actually made the main event there nice um and ended up Losing to um, Shane Haran in a little split decision, which that sucked because Boothy had already rung Rusty saying, Ah, oh, he just smashed Shane, he's through. And I'm like, No, lost on that 3 2 split. So wow. that was a bummer of a phone call to make. <laughs> like, you jumped the gun there, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Did any, um, of the, did any of the boys in the crew like perform well too? Or, um, like- I, so at that event, that was I was the only one that made a main event. So, um, so that was pretty cool, and and it was you know it's just again super good times like traveling with the boys, yeah. you know, apartments, yeah, road tripping, surfers, road tripping, and learning a lot yeah, too, right? learning a lot like you know renting giant station wagon and you know six multi board bags on the roof and everyone trying to figure out how to drive on the left and all know, glass on all, fins. all glass on fit oh yeah yeah so the you know it's those old school giant pro light coffin bags yeah you know, with, the, really, with the with yeah. the fin blocks yeah so they're about you know six feet tall by yeah. the time you get you know four boards in there uh, uh, it's just ridiculous we but, had mounds of those blocks. You know, it was yeah. so crazy yeah fin blocks but uh 
so yeah, you know, ended up going um, and and road tripping there, and and actually we had a buddy, uh, Chuck Henson, who was an Aussie guy, who owned a surf shop in Terrigal called Galanas. So um, between events, Baldy and I went down to to visit him, and and you know, kind of actually soak in the whole Aussie experience and. Plant Go yourself local, for a little while. Yeah, plant yourself and surfed all the breaks around Terrigal and Avoca and all that area down there. You know, kind of Ace so Buckins nice. zone, and 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 that was super fun. And um, so, you know, and that was probably <laughs> was probably Jeff and I. One of our downfalls was, you know, kind of just love soaking up the culture and where we were. Yeah, probably didn't focus enough on you know comps competing like, it's like what, why oh, are we here uh, why, why are we here again well, I don't know but this is a beautiful beach and the waves are amazing let's go surf yeah, you know? maybe, like, maybe yeah. we should move here or at least come hang out here yeah yeah, right. like, yeah so, your, your mind is that contest yeah, 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 again yeah, yeah, yeah. the contest oh yeah that's right that's tomorrow we probably should get ready for that um, so yeah uh, but but it was yeah super great traveling and, and those guys were a super fun crew did you go on any like photo trips with magazines or anything? Do any like yeah, editorial? Yeah, so I would say so. The seat, the year after that, I ended up. Um, yeah, Rusty actually sent me and Mickey Miner, guy from La Jolla, really Mickey good surfer from La Jolla, Mickey Miner, and um, sent us to Bali. We went for like six weeks. Damn. So that was the first probably like proper like photo trip, and it was just me and Mickey and a, a photographer John Callahan. I remember and, that name. And, and so John had John had convinced. Like the Department of Tourism or something in Bali, that that we were going to go down and we were going to promote Bali as a tourist destination, and so um, he wrangled three tickets on Garuda Indonesian Airlines for free. For free. So I get a call from Rusty, and he's like, "Hey, do you have a passport?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Okay, cool. Do you want to go to Bali?" I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. I'm like, "When?" What? What? He goes, uh, "You're leaving in three days." <laughs> Did you say how many boards can you ship me in three days? Well, <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any boards. He goes, Yes, you do. They're in the glass shop right now. So, he, literally, the guys at Diamond Glassing built two six deep gutter bottom channel bottom boards in 48 hours. Dang. Well, they actually built four two yeah. for me, two for Mickey. And then I actually stole one of Snips's trade ins out of the factory. <laughs> so, I had three boards. Off we go. When we get in to our um, little hotel at, in, in Kuta Beach, we open up the board bags. I, you would have, like, fainted from the resin smell. The boards were so green. They're still curing. Oh, nice. You know, it was, yeah, and all it the was, heat. They're just, oh, like, it was, like, so, nice. it was I, so gnarly. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, so off we go. And, you know, so I, I think Rusty gave me, like, you know, 500 bucks cash, just like, okay, here's spending money for, that, that should get That lasts you a month. Oh, more. I came yeah. home, I like, hadn't even spent it all. It so was so crazy. cheap. So, and, and so. What year was that? 1990. Holy so shit. So 1990, I literally surfed like six to eight foot Padang with four guys in the water. So Me, good. Mickey, two other guys, and John Callahan shooting photos. In fact, John almost lost his rig that. He actually, like, got smoked by a set and literally, like, lost wow. his camera rig and somehow recovered it. Oh. So you guys so just gnarly. stayed in Bali? So we just stayed in Bali. Yeah. I mean, at the time, yeah, we literally stayed in Kuda and we were just riding. So 
It's funny. We I actually saw that the the little bike rental place that we went to had a little. Um, uh, it was a Yamaha little DT125. So it was a little actual proper enduro bike. And I had always been into riding motorcycles. Like I rode motorcycles before I surfed. And and everyone else was like getting scooters. I'm like I want that one. And and so every day on my little yellow Yamaha two stroke, board slung over the shoulder, and we're blasting out to the points and. Surfing Ulu's all day long. Nobody, nobody really. I mean, it was yeah. yeah. And the best about that is 1990. That's 1990. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah. You you know you you could party because you're not getting up to dawn patrol because you're waiting for the winds to like switch and it's an afternoon lighting and you're no just, traffic. <laughs> I mean, just Bali traffic, yeah. but I'm sure it wasn't yeah. as bad back oh, then. Oh no, it was mellow. No, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it's still Bali trip. It's still gnarly, which is why I wanted the dirt bike. Yeah, because I knew how the yeah, rules the road were there. So bad, up so in the bad. Yeah, and and it was basically like, as you know, it's like the bigger the vehicle, the more the right away. Yeah. So if you're a pedestrian, like you're just getting kicked to the curb. Motorcycle, you're not further, you know, that much further up the pecking order. So I literally can't even count how many times I literally just off the road onto the little dirt footpath just to like not get killed by a truck coming down the road. But, you know, was, <laughs> roads are not safe. It, no, yeah. not safe. But killer trip. Killer trip. Get some photos. Got some photos. Um, kept boards in one piece? or kept, boards, kept all the boards in one piece and they actually made it back to California. That's crazy. It was amazing. So I, I want to talk about how like Rusty, you know, because it's a big deal when they started getting into clothing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you rode for the clothes. And I rode for the clothes. Yeah. So, how did that, the clothing part, come about? Was it because of EJ and Aaron Pie? Or know, what was the like? You know, I. You know, I, thinking back, so EJ. You know, I don't know if those guys really encouraged him to do the clothing. It just. It, it's funny how it happened. Was the T-shirts were Blown. selling amazing? Yeah. Like I literally couldn't ship. EJ and Aaron enough t-shirts they were just you know like I'd ship them one and like the next Monday like uh, can you ship me twice as many it, so it was blowing up and it's so funny because and, uh, and I remember that and I don't know where the 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 spark to go to like cut and sew like we're going to make actual clothing now we're going to become a brand and it's not just going to be t-shirts and sweatshirts and hats you know it's 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 going to be actual clothing, know, board shorts, the whole deal. Well, by yeah. then there's been a lot of you know successful brands that have branched out, you know, yeah. and they've kind of set the tone and set the like, yeah. you know, hey, well, China, they did it, like why right. couldn't we add some stuff? Right. We're a board surfboard brand, right. you know, right. surfer brand. Um, and, and the guy, that, so much money. The, the guy that came in and really, I think, launched the sales side of it was a, a guy named Jerry Lund. Yeah. You know Jer Bear? Yeah. So Jer Bear was kind of the original like um, like sales manager and you know came from OP days and so okay. he, he had the background in the apparel side of it and driving the sales and, and also had a retail background, not a weird retail background as well. Um, and then and it was and then it was Mike Gilligan was the original sales rep, if you remember Gilly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm regularly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know if there was like a, okay, we're going to do this, or if it was just sort of an organic, like, hey, we have to do this. Like, yeah. we're, we're, it's happening. Um, 
but yeah, it was kind of around that time, sort of 90, 91, where it really, you know, blew up. And I'm trying to think the clothing thing must have been like 88 or 89. Doing like the printable stuff. and then... Yeah, I mean, they're doing printables in, I was going to say, so Rusty Del Mar opened in 87. Oh, and shit. And we were already like printing a billion t-shirts at that point. And, and I'm trying to think if it was 88. Yeah, it might have you... been 1988 when they started doing the clothing. And um, it was EJ that opened it. So up. EJ opened it with Rusty. So so EJ was coming down from Laguna kind of like once a week. And, and, you know, and, and I actually remember the very first day. It was funny. So I instantly got shifted. Like I came in and, and it was like, oh, yeah, you're not working at the factory anymore. We've got something else for you to do. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, how, how would you like to work in a store in Del Mar, which is where I was born and raised? And, and I'm like, uh, what store? Like we're opening a store. Okay, cool. So, is it <laughs> so, the same one that's there now? Yes, yeah, same one that's there now. Like on that corner, you know, it was Rusty literally was doing his morning surf check, driving by and saw the four leaf sign on the window and called EJ and was like, We got a spot. Hey, got a spot. You want to partner up on a shop? It was like literally that's how. Yeah, it, I, I mean, you got to strike. Yeah. You, you know. Um, and, and it's, and it's, uh, it's crazy because two years prior, my sister actually worked in that building. It was a, a it was a interior design store, hmm. and she was working for a, a lady. Much suited for a surf shop, right there. Yeah, so there it is. So those guys started it um, eighty seven. I got shipped up there, and I still to this day remember first day in the store is me. There's a phone on the floor and two cardboard boxes full of T-shirts, and I'm sitting on the cardboard boxes waiting for the UPS driver to show up. To bring racks and more apparel to put in the store. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, there's no slat wall on the walls. Nothing. We. It was just a, a shell. And you weren't. It wasn't a clothing brand yet. It was just. Uh, it was. No. It was. So we it were going to be shop. So it, and was, then, it was. It was. You know. It was going to be a shop for the boards and obviously rusty T-shirts. But we were a multi-line yeah. store. It was quick. It was billabong. It was. You know, it was all the full surf yeah, shop. all coarser basically shops. HSS Laguna Surf and Sport. Yep, but same same exact product mix yeah. as those guys. O'Neill, Rip Curl, yeah. all the yep. I think Prolite board bags yeah. at the time. It was, yeah, all that stuff. Um, it's why the shop has always remained a multi-line store. Is it was always was. Yeah, um, a lot of people down the line thought, oh, it's just a rusty store. You know, when the brand really blew up, yeah. it's always been, it's also always been its own entity. It's literally Rusty Surfboards Delmar Inc. It's its own corporation. Yeah, it's never so, been part of the licensees or anything. No, yeah. no. In, in fact, one of the things I remember when he did it, uh, when they licensed the brand to start doing clothing and, and going to like CNC manufacturing stuff, yeah. was that they actually gave the shop a lifetime license to use the mark. So they carved out the surfboards and the shop from the license so that, you know, no go, hey, you can't use that anymore. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't really a corporate store at the time. No. It was kind of like a privately owned, yeah. you know, store, and they wanted to keep it that way. It's it, like, it was your neighborhood hardcore surf shop. Was there any so Quicksilver? So that was 87. So that was 87. Okay. Yeah. Oh, was there any Quicksilver Board Riders stores by then? No, no way. Nothing. No. Yeah. Like, nothing. Well, nothing. actually, maybe. Not yet in 87. Not like 91. Yeah. Board Riders Club, ours was probably like 92, 93. Right. Yeah, so that stuff hadn't quite happened yet. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, so it was interesting. So, working in the shop, part-time, chasing the surf, 
dream. Yeah. The rest of the time. Um, getting heckled by EJ relentlessly because <laughs> he's a master. Yeah. Occasionally. Master shit talker. Master shit talker. Also deadly with a hanger. If you're leaning on the counter, you may get, you know. <laughs> no, it'll be from across the room. Oh, just back a freaking the boomerang? Oh, yeah, full boomerang. Full yeah. Boomer. Yeah. Boomer. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was 87. So that was 87. Yeah. 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 And then how lo- how much longer were you on trying to chase the tour? So 87 to 92, kind of trying to chase the, the, the pro surfer dream. And, and, you know, lots of surf trips and fun in between, you know. Um, but it was funny, in, in sort of 91-ish, 92, there was this little shit named Kelly who showed up. <laughs> Kelly the Goat? Kelly oh, the Goat. Never heard that, that name. Yet. Yeah, I have never heard that guy. Although, although I am happy to say that I do have one win over Kelly. Yes! In my career. Once and only once. Knew it would never happen again. I don't care that he was 15. I still beat him. Yeah, <laughs> at fifteen he was gnarly. He was gnarly. That yeah. was actually it was funny. I remember it was Salt Creek, PSLA, me, Kaipo won the heat. I got second. Kaipo Guerrero. Yeah, me and Kipes. We go way back. The two goofy footers. The two gooey footers. Yeah, we paddled that kid so far up around the corner of that break. It wasn't even funny. He was never gonna make a wave. <laughs> we were ruthless Batos that day. Ganged <laughs> up on the goat. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Hey, at least one of us are going to make it. The other one will just yeah, right, right. Goofy's got to unite. Oh yeah, yeah. It, we definitely, we were we were doing laps. So that's, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go. That's that's my claim to fame. But I mean, even then, yeah, fifteen. Like we all knew him. He was gnarly. Yeah, fifteen, sixteen. He was a beast already. He was claiming scalps. Yeah. No yeah. one took him lightly. No. Um, I, it's funny. I still remember watching him and Rob mucking around at the little left on the inside of Seaside at, at um, Palisades. And and it was... Kelly had obvious... I don't know if they snapped it off or he had snapped it off, but it was missing the back fin. And I'm like, what are these two groms doing? And I realized they were working out reverses. Back then? Back then. They were like 13, 14 years old. Yeah. And, and I remember... At, yeah, it was funny. Pushing each other. And it was right when... Kelly first started getting boards from Al, mm. and it was it was what an early Merrick that he was riding. I remember just going, "What are those kids up to?" Yeah, he was taking Rob's <laughs> and Chris Brown's boards, and yep. like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's you know, again, like, yep. talk about evolution of you know shapes and boards and timing and everything in that era when you know, Mount, you know, Al was already working with Tom and that was so established as a premier board yeah but that next generation of guys just like put the exclamation and the same thing with rusty with the hobgoods and kalani and pat o'connell you know that next generation of riders yeah right i mean that was the crazy thing for me was i remember because i already had buddies that were going to ucsb and and that was yeah i mean it was kind of as al and and rusty were becoming like the brands and you were talking about how you know Shop contest. It's and it's funny. So I actually went up and did a shop comp um, with up north the, with the Merrick guys, and it, and it's funny. And that same week, I had gone down and was talking to Rusty and ordering that. And it's funny. Rusty's I, like, "Hey, go surf their comp on my board. Go well, take some of their well, guys." Well, no, it's funny. I was surfing Sunset still at that time, but it was really funny because I remember I had to make a decision because it was like, "Are you going to ride Rusty's or are you going to ride Merrick's?" And I was like, 
I live in San Diego. I think I'm gonna ride Rusty's. But it was but it was funny. I had to like choose between yeah. the two at like you know whatever I was sixteen or seventeen going. What do I do? Yeah. Because I kind of didn't think I'd get the phone call from the guys. I mean, you know, Merrick was already such a heavy brand to ride yeah. for. I thought, oh, there's no way I'm going to, like, you know, get a call back from these guys. What's and a, I did. What's a trip that's like, <laughs> Merrick, I think, came on the scene with Tom. Yep. Ahead yeah. of the, the curve. And then Aki yes. came out. And then, boom. Rusty started eclipsing Merrick. So, so that was, yeah, and that was right? part of that whole rivalry. It was, it was funny. It was Aki Kerner, but it was also Al Rusty. Yeah. And the, oh, and 100%. The, 100%. Yeah. And that, those things were just, yeah, but side for, by side. And if for a while there, especially I feel like in Huntington, Rusty kind of dominated, you know, the, the local scene. Oh, I mean, right? Fuck, all the HSS writers. Yeah, they rode Rusty's. They're all Rusty's. Barney, uh, CC. Uh, Keenan, like all yeah, those guys. Clisby too. Clisby was riding yeah. him. So yeah, they had a they had a big. Rusty had a big Lockhart. foothold. Lockhart, Locky, yeah. yeah. Um, even some of the younger guys, for yeah, sure. Post, post. yeah, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it was crazy. Yeah, there was definitely not a a huge Merrick push because yeah. I don't know why. I just actually... I, I think it, they, it, it was, and then Aki came along and fucking changed the game. You know what was really interesting, if I remember? No, it, it Delmar. Was... Rick Delmar slash... <laughs> no. Change the game. Change the game. <laughs> you know, I remember vividly that it was it was funny. Merrick was L.A., Ventura, mm-hmm. Santa Barbara, and Rusty was sort of like Huntington. Down. 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 Yeah. 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 That's... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was funny. The state was almost like partitioned, like you know, Al had his zone and Rusty yeah. had his zone. And... But it quick. I mean, I, I rode for Quicksilver and 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 Quack had in in you know Richard Wilcott. They Merrick's. they had they loved Merrick's mm. and they had a deal. And you know, my first before I even like I wasn't I was a kind of a team rider, but through Quicksilver almost right. you know and right. the, you know serving sport knowing I was like Zasuf. But I would get boards. You know, through them, but they would only give me, you know, hey, a few and trade ins or whatever. Right, right. But Quack would order. He's like, hey, we're put, putting an order in. Like, what do you want? And he, and and you go in his office, and there'd be like twelve new, fifteen new Merricks in there. <laughs> Which one's mine? You know, like here's this. That, that was a relationship they had, but that definitely helped, kind of, push the 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 boards like mm-hmm. in that area, Newport yeah. Huntington area. Right. right. Okay, so eighty seven, they open up. Del Mar, Rusty, Rusty Del Mar, Rusty Del Mar, and you were there working part time. I was there working part time, mm-hmm. and such an epic crew, like that. So the shop really quickly became the the spot. The, the, spot. Yeah, the it was the spot. The Groms were hanging out. It was yeah. It became the epicenter of you know everything surf because you don't want everybody at the factory bothering you know and you know you want to get that kind of yeah. right. you know right. crew. I mean, I mean, I remember the first year. I think. That little teeny shop sold, I don't know, like close to 400 boards the first year it was open. So, I mean, we're selling a board a day yeah. every single day. Was it just Rusty's too? It was just Rusty's. Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It's not bad. No. So, for, we, we, first year of the gates was just like, I mean. We had um, the safari room in, at HSS. Mm. Like, that was the board room. Yep. And the two biggest names were Chan Islands and Rusty. Yeah. And it was like. 
Channel Islands definitely ruled the safari room, but Rusty was uh, a distant second, you know, like mm. because of Kelly, like every freaking Tom, yeah. Nick, and Harry yeah. Japanese person that walked right. in would, I want CI? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? But Rusty's, wow. you know, they, they, they were popular. They were super popular. They were super, he, he definitely had a run. Yeah. He definitely had a run. But so, what? Because you became owners of yeah. it. Yeah. So, so again, like I said, 91, 92, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm 24. I'm over the hill. I'm going to retire. <laughs> I had heard through the grapevine that, that EJ was ready to get out. He was just like tired of coming down and yeah. looking dealing after it and dealing with it, whatever. Um, <clears throat> if at 24, I had had the ability to read and understand a P&L statement... I would have never given EJ that cash. You <laughs> bastard. What? How much did you buy for? <laughs> Whatever he had to do. It was, it was nothing. I oh, think it was I, nothing? It was nothing. It was actually nothing, but it, but it was bad. It was in a bad way when I bought into it. It was not doing well because there was no one looking after it. You know, yeah. it was like, you know, Rusty's making boards and running a, a clothing company. EJ's got Laguna Surin Sport, which is, you know, murdering it, but like, it's taken up all his time. So it was, you know, the shop had become like, you know, just the lost child that wasn't being looked so at. 91? 92. 92, okay. So 1992. So I bought EJ's half. And so then Rusty and I were 50 50 partners in the shop. Um, and it was pretty much like, okay, cool kid, here's the keys, run the store. <laughs> and you hadn't really. And I mean, I had worked at the store and I had yeah. done retail, but I had how to run a business it buying was, no I, everything know. oh yeah payrolls pay like, yeah. yeah. like, like literally it's all of a sudden it's me you're doing it I, yeah look which is probably yeah. the best way to learn what do you mean we're out of sex wax like who didn't order fully as long as by five. it's the best way to learn yeah when you want to learn and you have to learn yeah, yeah, and yeah. you you know you're yeah. forced so you you're know. forced but if you want to learn right like well, you, yeah he's invested yeah, yeah you yeah. own yeah. half of yeah, it yeah, so yeah. you better yeah 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 I know I now owe my parents a chunk of cash thank you for backing me yeah. yeah you know after a five-year pro career I didn't exactly it wasn't exactly flush yeah you know so so they were like hmm, maybe this is a good thing you know so you loan so, yeah, so I got a loan from mom and dad and and we we how much we how much was it I think I bought it for like thirty-seven thousand bucks. Fuck, that's it was nothing. 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 Thirty-seven thousand and a half of it was pretty damn good business. Yeah, yeah. It was after lit, you it get was, it off the ground. It was literally what EJ put into it. That was that was what his original investment. Yeah. He and Rusty. I mean, think about that. He and Rusty launched that thing for what seventy-four thousand. Yeah. Which is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And, and nothing. Even, yeah. And there, you know, again, it's, that's. It's, the build outs and fixtures and the you know and the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. decor and everything Pie, and inventory yeah. and I bought HSS for almost the same amount but he paid 60 for the whole thing right and you paid half for 37 so it's like almost mm. pretty similar yeah so it's pretty similar thing but so got in there had no clue I mean luckily Rusty's wife Angie was amazing and 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 she actually had a retail background she had worked at Nordstrom for years so she, she, she was the, the yeah. best. She was trained. The best retail yeah. for mom and pop. Their mentality and their right. Know. So so she was definitely there to customer you know, service. She, you know, make sure I wasn't screwing up too bad, which was great. Um, the formula was there. You just had to 
pay attention and, and yeah. make sure that, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, and, and the big thing was, um, and it still is the big thing, is is creating that culture. Yeah. You know, creating, you know, community. people walk in, it's that community, and people walk in, and they want to be there, they want to stay, they, you know, they want to shop, they, they want to support the shop. Yeah. You know, it, um, and, 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 you know, how do you end up with not just customers, but like literally advocates for yeah. your business? You know, yeah, and that that that's that quickly became word of mouth is is so powerful when you have like yeah hey you know you got, everybody's got you know options out there right and, you we, know we come from the same you know background right Jay and myself like right, right, right. we worked at Hunt Servant Sport for years right. and know exactly what you're talking about because it's, it's the seed it's the same you know yeah Aaron and HSS trained EJ yeah EJ. Oh, you know, yeah. trained me and all the the groms at Rusty Del Mar. So it's funny. It, it's it's like for me, like when I walk into HSS, I'm like, oh, home. Yeah, I'm home. Yeah, and that's right. that's the beauty of not just HSS, not just LSNS, but all these surf shops that are independently owned. Mm. They, you know, like not everyone does the same kind of job and the same kind of style, but they're all our clubhouses. You right. know, right and like you were saying, people come there because they want to. It's not a right. a, a liquor store or a, a department store or a, you know what I mean? It's not. No, you, you, you go there because you want something, not because you need something. But you you're, all, but right. you're, yeah, but you're also, you're chit chatting over like the magazines on yeah. like articles and photos, and you're chit chatting about the video playing or the yeah. how the waves were today, and there's a there's a lot more yeah. than just. Retail exchanges and, yeah. and money, you know, like it's, it's the that. experience, I, I, the community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to joke that what we really ran was a daycare center. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and that's part of it. And that the moms had a minimum That'd be a spend. great name for a surf shop. Right. Right. Daycare center. There's yeah. daydream and daycare. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was minimum spend per month to cover your daycare Oh services. my gosh. You know, so you buy. Bro, so that's that, right? it. Don't so, call it. No, don't call it a membership. Right. Call it daycare. Yeah, it's daycare. Like, <laughs> you drop your kids off. I'm gonna make. Yeah. I'm gonna probably get a little child abuse, but yeah. you know they're gonna they're yeah. gonna learn how to wax. <laughs> Sign this waiver, please. Yeah, I mean, look, if they yeah, For if your they kid get, to hang out here, I'm gonna have to get a waiver. Yeah. Please. yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely things that happened at Rusty Del Mar that could not happen now because you would definitely be. Sued. Nobody was monitoring the fridge in the back room, like. It was, Always full well, of beer. You, you, well, you know, we had the cage, yeah. which was the front window because we did get broken into a few times early days in the year, you know, when everyone was doing the smash and grab thing. Oh. So we had the full foldy gate for the front window. Well, you know, if you were a grom and you were acting up, you may end up in the cage, yeah. in the cage for a Builds while. character. A time. Builds character. If you yeah. still are acting up, you may then have blocks of Zog sex rock being <laughs> hummed at your head. You know, I yeah. mean, you yeah. know, you got to learn how to be respectful. It's called tough love, you guys. It was a little bit of tough love. <laughs> Not enough of that around anymore. Um, we, again, we did have the, the pretty serious, like, Aussie connection. So I, I cannot confirm or deny whether the odd grom got duct taped to the pole out front. Yeah. 100% but, happened to... A lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> it Paul made, Evans it, at, at Chuck Dent, that mofo, and, you know, <laughs> a few other dudes that just, yeah, they were. It, it might have actually been a Duff's shoe ad that yeah. was shot at Rusty Del Mar, but. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were there for, for, like, you got the hang of it, it was successful, and you were there yeah, for how you know, long? I was like, there for 
Well, I owned it for 15 years. Dang. So, um, yeah, so, so 92 till basically I, you know, moved to New Zealand full-time in 2005, and I think I sold the shop to my manager, Zach, in 2007? 2006, 2007, so, and and he's had it ever since. He still hasn't. Yeah, I went and visited Zach this morning. Yeah, so I the, deal, I deal with so Zach. The, the American dream is to do exactly what you you've done. You know, luckily through surf, you know, be a you know yeah. a small business owner. You know, and something you love. You know, I'm sure you're getting catered from all the brands. You're getting the perks of the industry. Oh, hey, are you, like you're going. <laughs> let's talk about you know the trips. You know, hey, we're I'm working hard. You know, hey, where's Rick? Oh, he's on a Tavi trip, or he's in Max, or he. Were you taking? The I, went, I You know, I mean, the the Tavi trips were the rusty trips. Yeah. You know, he was always booking a couple weeks in March every year. Um, you know, the shop might have been paying for Rusty and I to go um, because that <laughs> was a should. business trip. You know, yeah. right off. We're, yeah. we're test. We're so testing equipment. Might have happened. Perks and write offs. So you know, yeah. I mean, there was definitely some, yeah. Um, little R and D. You, you know how to you, so, you, you figured out what P and L was, and <laughs> I figured out how it worked. Exactly. This is called expenses. What's, what's line item twenty six B again? Okay. You know, I, I, you know, it's funny. We probably <laughs> because of the structure of of the corporation, we probably didn't utilize it as well as we could have from For that sure, side right? of things. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, hindsight. If, if it had been a soul, if it had been mine solely, you, you definitely there, there's definitely. You know, you could have worked that. Well, I'm not, not going to name and, you know, other shops but, and put them on the spot, but I see people at um, you know the Slater Ranch like quite often. I see them at on uh, extravagant surf trips everywhere. Um, but look, you know, surf retail at that level is never going to make you a terribly rich man. It just isn't. But it's, so it's, it's a, life, other perks. It's it's a, a lifestyle. lifestyle and the perks yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, and, and it, and not having and to drive it, three hours in the traffic and you're yeah, you're rolling yeah. down the street. I mean, literally to this day, my mom still lives in the house we grew up in. It's four right. blocks from the shop. Damn, that's so cool. So I mean, my mom was so funny. You know, at, at a point during this whole, you know, early days of owning the shop, I'm like, well, she's I'm, there every I'm day. An adult. Well, I'm, I'm part owner because I gave you the yeah, money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But no, it was funny because I had moved down to La Jolla with my best friend John, and and she's like, what? Why are you and John paying rent? What are you doing? She's like, move home. She's like, your your business is four blocks down the street. So the other thing that happened was smart mom was. I had had the shop Practical. for not even two years, and we opened Rusty La Jolla. Mm. So Rusty Del Mar paid to open Rusty La Jolla. And we did that for a couple of years, but it was not, it just wasn't, it wasn't gelling the way Rusty Del Mar did. And, and, and I realized me splitting my time, I, you know, it, it just wasn't working the way it should. Yeah. So I basically just handed my equity in Rusty La Jolla to Rusty. said, hey, it's all you. Just... Who'd you partner up with? So Rusty and I were partners in that as well. Okay. Um, and I just went, I, I want to be out. You can have 100% of Rusty La Jolla. I Where was Rusty back. La Jolla? So it was right on um, Avenida de la Playa, which is the main little strip going east to west to the shores. And it's where Rusty grew up. Okay. 
Um, and, and literally his... So he had some say on like, so, hey, it'd be cool to have a shop. And it, that it, was like replicate the shop. Yeah, replicate was, what yeah, we're winning. But that became more the... That was kind of... And part of that was like CNC. Those guys, everyone kind of wanted like, let's do a rusty store. Let's do a concept store, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's a little concept store. But um, for me, it just didn't roll the way I wanted it to. And I and I and it was sucking a lot of money out of Rusty Del Mar. And I'm like, you know what? Like I was just getting Rusty Del Mar going yeah. really good. And that's why I was kind of like, oh, I kind of like to just stick with that. So I walked away from La Jolla and went back to the just the Del Mar thing and took mom's advice and moved home for a little while. Um, and, Smart. And, um, and ended up buying myself a little condo in Solana Beach when the market was absolutely just like on its face in 96. Um, thankfully, her best friend tr- took me kicking and screaming and said, you have to buy property. Yes. Diversify your portfolio. Well, it was so funny. She's like, I know you're making money with the shop now, and either Uncle Sam's going to take it all, or you got to invest in real estate. Yeah. Like, really? I have to? <laughs> Best thing I ever did. Yeah. Right? Like, every time I see Terry, Don't you just I kick get, yourself? I Why get, didn't I buy two? Why didn't yeah. I buy right, right, two right, years right, earlier? Yeah, like, but whatever. Whatever. No, I kissed her and hug her every time I see her. It's like, yeah. Best thing ever happened. Um, so so now it's funny so I have the shop and I've got my little condo in Solana Beach which is still walking distance to the shop I've got mom up on the hill four blocks away and like so that's my little zone for years I've just like yeah so you you mentioned part time living in New Zealand so that came many years down the road so um Got a little bored with just the shop, so I started repping for Sanook Sandals with Jeff Kelly. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, was, I almost I, remember this, but I don't. So I think I was, I might have been Jeff's first. Dude, I wrote yeah, for yeah. them for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so it's funny. So I started repping for Jeff, and we, how I ended up, this is funny. So how I ended up in, in New Zealand was that we were at the trade show in Vegas, um, and I met a girl, an Australian girl. <laughs> Um, who eventually became my wife. And she grew up in New Zealand, wow. in Wellington. Was she in the industry? So she was, she was in the film industry. Film? Yeah. So she was, she was working in the film industry, in the advertising side of things, TV commercials, things like that, um, in production side of that. And she was there like on a lark, uh, modeling for a friend of hers who had this little fledgling clothing company. Come party and do some yeah, modeling yeah, and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Vegas. 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 Yeah, we're going to Vegas. We're going to for three days. It'll be fun. You'll meet a boy that was in the booth across from you. So, um, how you doing? So, yeah. So that was it. <laughs> so I mean, how many days, how many hours until you, you, you guys, like, what are you doing after, what are you doing after <laughs> well, the show? Well, first, like, first day is like, Rick Lash, Delmar Slash. <laughs> So draft. funny I'm a enough, successful American man. So funny <laughs> enough, instead of driving home to San Diego, I drove to LA to her house. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So <laughs> it's her, your lady. No, it's Cindy Holliman, Rusty Marketing. <laughs> that is Sorry, hilarious. Cindy. We'll call you later. That's funny. That's classic. So yeah, that's day one at Rusty. Um, so yeah, quick romance. Got married. Started making kids. The grandparents will lobby for your arrival when there are grandkids. So 
grandma and grandpa over in New Zealand were like, hey, come down and Hang check out. it out. We, we want to meet your grandkids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went down in, I think, like 2003. And I was like, this place is awesome. Went to Raglan, went here, went there. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And uh, shortly thereafter, my, my then father-in-law rings me and goes, hey, um, you want to go in on a beach house at Piha? So Piha is pretty iconic beach on the west coast in Auckland. Um, an amazing wave there when the bar is breaking. And uh, at the time, the exchange rate was like sort of like 49 US cents got you a New Zealand dollar. And the real estate market was shambles. In shambles. So, so, can... so we went in house. We literally bought a house across the street from the sand. Like, like boom, there. Little, I mean, a batch. So, so you're batch. thinking, okay, I got family here. I'm yeah. ha- we could go back and forth. Yeah, I'll yeah. have my little house yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. Well, so so how they got us there basically was like, cool, beach house. And then um, he made my my um, wife at the time, ex-wife now, um, an offer she couldn't refuse and said, hey, come produce for me because he was a commercial film director. <laughs> and so he... Reeled her in. He reeled her in and said, hey, and, you know, the, yeah, big fat salary, and you got a beach house, and let's do it. And I'm like, done, let's go. Yeah. I was like, okay. I'm going to surf all I'm day. Like, I'm like, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Mr. Mom. I'm going to be the yeah. best <laughs> Mr. Mom ever. Best Mr. Mom yeah. ever. Yeah. Never got to surf. I was pushing our kid around. So my oldest was in the pram, and we were going to the duck pond to feed the ducks, and I was watching perfect ways going down the bank going, when are you going to get home? <laughs> so you lived right across we I, literally okay. and the waves were good and the waves were good it's so al- although it's Piha, it's really fickle yeah like I'll, most of the year the biggest problem is there's too much surf wow too and much not, surf too much swell and not enough like bank to handle it basically Damn. you know it's uh because we're so close to the roaring 40s you know yeah. that creates all those swell it's it's raw it's oh right you're right in the, we're it's right the beginning of the it's like when the swells come in there's no lulls there's no like way to like settle it's just yeah so like i mean there's places you can kind of hide in there and like go down to the beehive and and there's ways to get out to the keyhole at the south end of the beach and stuff these really rad rock formations that you can kind of hide and find a little reform but it's 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 pretty raw surfing you yeah. know um so that's how i ended up in new zealand and um so was there being mr mom and and a couple years in and and finally um zach twisted my arm until i finally sold him my half of the shop so were you commuting? Um, I was, and that was the original, yeah, the first year I did like three trips back and I was like, wow, this is kind of gnarly. And, and I, you know, that was fine. Um, you know, but Zach was like, hey, you know what? I, I can't be the manager forever. <laughs> you don't want to sell me this job. I gotta go do something else. And I'm like, hmm. All did, right. Did Rusty still own half? Rusty still owns, he okay. still owns half. He still owns half. He still owns half. So basically passed the torch. Said, all right, buddy, you know what you're doing. Did you keep it's your uh, condo? Kept the condo. Yeah. So you're good. Um, so it was good. Kept that. Had the beach house. And and it's funny. And um, yeah, did did a few things. Like mostly was Mr. Mom for a while. Then actually did real estate for a little while. I sold real estate for a couple of years. Nice. There or here? In New Zealand. Wow. No, I hated it. Oh, really? No, I did not love it. Was it what was like the the process similar it, to here, or is it? I think it's different, and it just 
it, it wasn't a feel-good experience. It, it was, you're kind of very Australian in the way they run the business and the way they do the, the real estate transactions. And you're kind of trained to, you're, you're really like creating stress and fear in people. You're a used car salesman. If you yep. don't buy it, somebody else will yep. and make yep. you feel like, yeah. and it's like, ah, someone's going to go on top. both sides. It's yeah. like someone's going to bid, you know, outbid yeah. you if you don't put in a contract now. And as, you know, and if you're working for the seller, it's like, oh, there may not be another offer, you you know? And it yeah. just was like, really? Yeah. So It's yeah. the same everywhere. Yeah, it's the same everywhere. I just <laughs> didn't love it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. And, um, you know. How so. long did you do Sanook for? I only did Sanook for about a year. Okay. Did it for about a year. For San Diego? For San Diego. Okay. So I was doing San Diego and Arizona, actually. So Did you have a rep before? Um, no. That was like my first gig. <laughs> And that's it a was good funny. gig. It was a good gig. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was killer. And that, you know what's funny is um, that's kind of how I drug Rich Smith into the, the, the repping gig was I hired him as my sub. No way. And he, Did had, he worked for you. Yeah, he worked for me. Oh, my gosh. So Rich worked for me, and, and he had also worked for me um, at Rusty Del Mar for a while as well when he was like, you know, I just, I, I've known him since like junior high. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things was like, I need a job. Okay, cool. You know. <laughs> So, I'll give you a job. But, but you're, do you're, you know who Rich Smith is? I know. Yeah, okay. I don't know him, but yeah, I know who he is. I've heard the name a, a million times. But like, he's sorry. He he just uh, acquired Asylum. Uh, the Asylum workshop. workshops. Yeah. 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 So, so he's you know full circle for him too. Yeah. So, but but you know here you are living in your like couple mile radius mm-hmm. forever. And then you get forever. the job, and then you get the Sinek job, and you're like, wait, I got to drive to Arizona. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of nerd. Yeah, a lot, a lot, lot of, of nerd. Street. Yeah, I was like, you know, Netflix yeah, yeah. back then, no podcast, yeah, no, no nothing. No. We got to give him props because Rich is responsible for putting this interview together. Oh, he, he is. is. Yeah. Like he, you know, I, I saw Rich. Rich. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Rich. But he, um, what's funny is I was, I was at Asylum and then I think I, I don't know, one one day or two after, he's like, "Hey, you know who Rick La- Lash is?" I go, "Yeah, Delmar Slash." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, well, he's in town. You should get him on the podcast." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's do this." Okay, so this is funny. The story on my nickname came from a Rip Curl ad that I know Butch did it, and the tagline under the it was I'm surfing Mexico, of course, somewhere that says. Rick Lash doing the Delmar Slash. We gotta and find I, that. And I know that Butch was going, that's gonna stick. That's <laughs> gonna stick. Because you know in Australia, nicknames are, well, but yeah. you know, you gotta have a you know what a slash is, right? Slash? Yeah. No. You're gonna go pee. Go oh, I take know a that. slash. So Butch is laughing his head off. I'm gonna oh. take a slash. Yeah, I'm gonna have a slash. So, so he was taking the piss. 100%. And Butch was a Australian guy from Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I knew straight away. I'm like, oh, you bastard. And it stuck like glue. Yeah. So yeah. it's catchy. It's and, catchy. Hey, know, look, you know, and what? it's surf and slash yeah. is a big, yeah. big, yeah, big. Hundred yeah, percent had a run. But when there's a, yeah, you know, <laughs> condescending little like, little, little, <laughs> I knew there was a little, there's a lot of there was a little, little blow. Yeah. Yeah, little, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, Butch, good one, buddy. So, America's yeah, gonna yeah. love it. Australia's gonna laugh at yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So awesome. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> late night. Yep. <laughs> right. 
You stuck with it. It's stuck cute. with it. Yeah. You gotta. You just right. Oh, dude. When, when I first told him about, hey, let's start a podcast. Yeah. He, I go, yeah. Perfect name. Late night with Chalky. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, no way. It's happy hour with linen. <laughs> no, he goes. He goes. Really? You think late night? I go, yeah. He's like, what about happy hour lar? Yeah. Happy hour and I'm lar. like, what? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. He's like, oh, you know, I don't, I, I think late night's kind of, there's a bad connotation to it. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm it's all, late night. I'm all, I'm all about happy hour now. I'm like, I like to drink in the afternoon until sunset and I like to be in bed by nine. Well, I, you know, it, it does. I, you know, when I first saw it, I'm like, okay, cool. This isn't going to be G-rated. No. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Fuck no, you it know. isn't. So. <laughs> Hell no, it isn't. Yeah. I mean, look, look, again, living in New Zealand, I, you know, um, a little bit like Australia where, you know, um, cussing is a sport. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's where yeah, it's, it's part yeah, of the it's English it's, yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's often just an exclamation yeah. point or punctuation of some kind. Yeah. You know. 100%. It's <laughs> yeah. all about context. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I have to filter myself when I'm here because, you know. Yeah. Like, you can drop some. But you haven't uh, <laughs> taken on the the slang or... I, I When I'm there, I do. Ooh, you turn it on? Yeah. Give us a little, please. I, I don't... It just has to be organic. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But it's funny. You do... I, you use different words. It's funny. For sure. You yeah. do yeah. use like the local slang just to be understood. Yeah. And it's funny. It, it, sure. it, it's funny coming out of me because you've got sort of like Kiwi-isms out of, you know, a very California accent. Yeah. So it doesn't sound right, you know? Because Kiwis and Aussies... They want you to know, hey, I'm from Australia, not not or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. hey, I'm yeah, from yeah. New Zealand. I'm not Australian. I'm cute. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's funny when the typical American goes, "Oh, New Zealand, that's part of Australia, isn't it?" Oh yeah. And and Kiwis, they don't get upset. They just shake their head. Yeah. Because and idiot. what they're thinking is another idiot American. <laughs> cool. Yeah. You know, right. you know, yeah, that's, that's literally. I would be. They, they don't appalled even, too. They're not even mad. They're just it's like, like, yeah, whatever. Dude, <laughs> Australia is this island, huge yeah. continent. Yeah, and we're over here, and we're two islands. It's two. <laughs> it's two separate islands. Yeah, yeah. islands. We're, yeah. We're, we're two separate. We're separate islands, and lo and behold, an entirely different country. We've got our own parliament. Yeah, is it military? Different? Everything. Is there a little different uh, accent? Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. look yeah, at America. Keyword. Like you go, I mean, there's, there's so many. Tons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you like talk about Luke Cederman, yeah. yes, he sounds like an Australian, doesn't he? He's not. It's funny. So his he probably has a different he, talk within yeah. you know his local. Yeah, it's funny. If you were yeah. there, he's he's pretty a little heavy. Yeah. He's pretty Kiwi. Yeah, <laughs> pretty Kiwi. Yeah. But for <laughs> for us on this side, yeah. He's got to be. It. It's right. hard to decipher the the difference. So w- he doesn't have that real like you know some Aussie accents are real twangy. Oh, like they've got that yeah. real Aussie. Twang. Well, the Bogans. And, yeah, yeah. That's completely. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's funny. <laughs> Country. How, yeah, yeah. Seeds is definitely like. I used to trip going to Australia, and the, and the girls or just people in general like, oh, I love your American accent and whatever, and I'd be like. Fucking 90% of your TV shows are fucking American. 
Like, you know, outside of a couple sitcoms that are from there. Like, what do you mean? Like, you hear this all day, every day. Outside of a couple. Like, how is my accent? Yeah, but in person, though, it's different. Coming out, what, sitting next to somebody, having a conversation with them. Versus watching. Yeah. And they were in love TV. with all the yeah. television yeah, shows. Yeah. Like, they, you know, they syndicated, like, everything. Yeah. And I'm like, Melrose and, you know, uh, 90210 and all the just whatever shit back in the 90s. Yeah. And, like... And I'm like, this is what you guys, I sound just like them. <laughs> so, uh, real estate and then backdoor. So, so real estate for a bit, how I ended up at backdoor, this is funny. Um, so I actually met Jeff Hutchinson, Hutch, who owns the backdoors. It's a family owned business. Um, and I met him actually at my first time going to the New Zealand Nationals in 2007. So I had, once I got my citizenship, I could surf in the New Zealand Nationals. And they had it that year at a place called Ahipara, which is in the Were farm. people pissed that you uh, surfed the contest and won? Um, <laughs> I didn't. No, no. Luckily, I didn't win the first year. The first I came year. third, so it was okay. But I still, I was pissed that you even no, competed. No, you know what? No, no. There was a little like, well, are you a cute? Like, you sound pretty boring. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, mate. No, I'm married in. I, I, I'm married in. I mean, well, the funny thing is, I'm married in Aussie. That's the classic thing. Is yeah, just you know, I didn't even marry a Kiwi to start with. I married a Kiwi now. Okay, so I'm I'm legit. Now. Yeah, I, I can stay. You need um, to use the part, the, the whatever the um, yeah the yeah the triple. <laughs> hey, hey, he's got triple citizenship. Well, it's funny. Oz, Zealand, and well, it's funny because um, my kids actually do have triple. Yeah, because so my <laughs> oldest, kidding. my oldest was born in California, so obviously U.S. citizenship. But then he also has Australian citizenship through uh, lineage. From his mom, mm-hmm. and he's also entitled to a New Zealand passport because that's where he lived and grew up. Yeah, my youngest son was born in New Zealand, so he's entitled to all three as well. So funny! So it's crazy. They have no idea. Like, kids of the, the world. world is their oyster. Yeah, just go. How old are they? Twenty and seventeen. Wow. So did they follow your footsteps in surfing? surfing. No, no, neither one of them. That's wild. Yeah, I know. I want to growing kill up where you lived. Yeah, in, I, on the surf. Yeah, I want to kill myself someday. Yeah. No, um, actually, it's fine. They both love the ocean. If you throw either one of them a set of swim fins, you body surf their body surf their brains out. Will not come out of the water. So they love the ocean, and that's all I really care. Yeah. About. I, you know, it's funny. You I, can't you can't force it. Don't you, know? you try? You well, the funny thing. Is, okay, this is interesting. I've always just been like, hey, there's equipment. If you want a hand, cool. Um, and my oldest, it's funny, I've got video of him at five, trimming perfectly Natural. at a little beach called Waihi on the East Coast, and he's just doing it, you know? Yep. Absolutely just could do it. So crazy. And it's funny, every once in a while, I'll notice that he's like stolen my longboard out of my mom's garage or something, and, and he'll go off somewhere by himself or with his friends, and he'll go and have a cruise, and he'll always come back and be like... You know, Dad, surfing is so fun. I should do this more often. I'm like, yeah, it is. You should. But then he'll not touch it for another six months. So do they still live in... So they live in California. Both of them. They both live in California with their mom. Yep. So so your, we actually... Your first so, wife is yep. Australian. Yep. Okay. So we actually... I moved back for a time in 2017 to California. 
and my wife and I were here basically until COVID. So I had a crazy COVID story because we had gone, go back. we were living here, and we had gone to New Zealand actually for a visit because our first little niece arrived, Chloe. So we're like, ah, oh, we got to go see the baby. Let's go. Time for a visit. And I go visit the boys at back door. Blah blah blah. That was January of 2020. Wow. Mm. And I cleverly said to my wife, you are having an amazing time. You should stay here and hang out with your family. I got to go back to work. Because I was actually back working at Rusty at that point. I had gone full circle. And I was actually working at the factory and Rusty La Jolla. Dang. What'd they do three weeks later? Close the border. Everything. So you got stuck Everything. here. So I got stuck here. She was there. I was here in 2020. So it was crazy. It took me like five months to get home. Dang. Yeah. So that was a crazy, crazy time. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah, for everybody. And, and what was, uh, like, you guys, what was the reasoning moving back? You guys just missed America, um, raising kids here? You know what? I actually was worried about my mom. Mm-hmm. She's going to be 88, still here, still living in the house she's in. And I was just like, you know what? She, come back for that. She, yeah. yeah, came back for that. Came back for family, just, you know, making things were good. And, and um yeah, and, and, and the cool thing was my wife was like, yeah, let's go try it. Let's go see how it is. You know, go, go for a year and see how it is. Get your mom sorted. Do some work on her house. Make it a little safer for her so she can stay where she wants to be because she's not leaving. Yeah. You know, so it was that. It was kind of that family thing. And, and, you know, as those things occur, it was just like the New Zealand thing. When I first went to New Zealand, it was a one-year experiment that lasted, what, 18 years? Wow. You know, <laughs> and, and that was supposed to be a one-year experiment that, that went three yeah. and a pandemic. So, you know, we plan. And, yeah, you, yeah, you never know. Yeah, whatever. You're, yeah. you're just fortunate you have family and, and homes and stuff in both, in, right. in yeah, you know, relationships absolutely. in both, you know? Absolutely. So, so I started working for Backdoor in, to go back to that, it was funny. I started working for Hutch actually in, in 2010. So I, I had a mate of mine that, that rang me up, um, you know, the whole... Um, GFC, everyone went through that and, and a lot of upheaval. And, and for me, on top of the, the global financial crisis, had a little, little divorce in the middle of all that, and as lots of people did, and, and, and things definitely changed. And, um, and a buddy of mine reached out and said, hey, um, what are you doing right now? Because I know that Backdoor is looking for um, a manager in their Auckland store. And I was like, They've got cool stores. I like that Hutch guy. So I went and applied and got the job and started working for him and, and ended up spending, you know, like nine years with him. Dang. Wow. Yeah. And it's and, and you're not owner, you're just running a short I as a manager. literally, I, you know what, I literally started as an assistant manager. I just went fully back to like whatever. Get, and learn the business here. Learn the business, like, yep. Yeah. And, then, and then Lou, my manager, she fell pregnant. And, and went on maternity leave, and, and I kind of got handed the reins, and, and she never came back to retail. Um, but it's funny because her husband, Aaron, actually manages one of the other backdoor stores. Um, How many are there? There's 25 now. Wow. Holy smokes. 25. And independently and it is owned? still or? a family business. That's so awesome. It's two brother-in-laws, and, and our women's buyer, Alana, has a sharing as well. And so they're all just in New Zealand? They're all in New Zealand. That's yeah. incredible. That's crazy. So, um, so it's, it's been really fun for me. Um, 
Hutch and, and, and Cameron are, are the two primary owners of it and their brother-in-laws. Um, and they've been amazing to me all these years. That's cool. And, and I'm super loyal to them, and I've learned a ton. Hutch, what? Hutch is the bravest retail I've ever known in my life. What is their stores? Is it, is it more of a lifestyle, like apparel, or do they have so there's good, a, yeah, hard a lot of goods? Apparel. Some of them are more lifestyle apparel, and some of them are super hardcore, hard goods, like the, the shop that, that Aaron manages uh, on an area called Tekapuna, which is on the North Shore in Auckland. Um, that's like our biggest board store. And I mean, he's got, I don't know, four or 500 boards in there. Um, and it's like... Hard. Are they like our stores It's here? Or? They're a little different, but yeah. But I mean, it's similar. I mean, it's... it's it's um, He's kind of figured out a recipe that works. And he's really good at figuring out what the product mix needs to be based on the location of the mm-hmm. shop and you know what's the kind of the so a lot of skate here. too and a, lot of skate a little too. bit of street yeah, kind yeah, of yeah actually so Jamie Cook our our men's buyer and skate buyer is an incredibly talented skateboarder hmm. um, and like so it's the shop or the the company I should say is it's run by enthusiasts yeah. I work for two fizzing surfers and the That's men's buyer is like a hardcore skater. And, you know, it's, it's you know, everyone at the top of the company yeah. is like... They live and breathe it. They live and breathe it. Yeah. Yep. Like, what's hot? That's okay, amazing. guys, what are we getting behind? Yeah. Like, what do you guys feel? Like, it's yeah. a... It's a, a yeah. It sounds like they, they're... That they're makes very it authentic. They're, yeah. they're yeah. open to, you know, yeah. Yeah. utilize... 25, that's... Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, big. Yeah. So the crazy thing that we've just done this year. I mean, Active never got to 25. They got got up to over 30, bro. Did they? Yeah. So, you know, obviously there was a lot of those years where all the brands were going vertical. Now we wanted to have retail. Yeah. So we got Billabong and Quick and everybody, you know, we're all going to have our our retail presence. We want to have more share. Yeah. And, and, And we know that that didn't go super, super well in the long run. Um, but it's funny because Hutch has decided to go the other way around this year. He actually bought a clothing brand this year. He's bought a brand called RPM Clothing, which is a real archaic, um, really um, iconic New Zealand clothing brand. Um, RPM. RPM. Kind of real clean line. It's a, it's, I would almost call it like a streetwear brand, really, mm. rather than straight surf, but it's definitely got links into surf and snowboarding and you know just kind of kiwi lifestyle but they're it's it's really simple clean designs um and so now we're doing that as well um and it was probably like one of our biggest brands Mm. so that was a really interesting kind of opposite direction for what normally happens in the industry once again one of those brave moves from hot i'm like oh you're doing what like, all right. Were they established before you bought yeah. them? Yeah. yeah, super established. Yeah. Um, well, like, it's funny because, you know, a lot of, not a lot, but there's a, a handful of brands that have come out from surf shops. Right. Right? Like, I think Emerald City did, SMP. Mm. Uh, SMP, Larry, and Milo. <laughs> Salty Crew kind of came out of the same, uh, not the same camp, but from Milo and yeah. Jared from Hangar 94. Um, but yeah, that's a different one. Well, you know what? Did did, Jack, did World Jungle come out of... Jack Denny. It was Jack Denny. Yeah. Yeah. 
So and that was kind of like LSS, LSS almost, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I read from for about a year. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Jungle Jack. Jungle yeah. Jack. And then he passed away, and then yeah. the people that were his partners just like yeah. were just yeah. kooks. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Donovan. Donovan went to Billabong, and then I went to Stussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long have you been there since 2010? So, uh, yeah, I think I started either 2009, 2010, and then moved home in 2017. And then in the middle of all that craziness, out of nowhere, and who does this, right? But I, I get an email from Cam and from Hutch going, what are you doing? What's going on in California? Like, it looks like you guys are shutting so now you're consulting? Shop. No, they just like... Get back over Hutch there. literally was like... Come home, I'll make a job for you. Wow. I was like, okay. This is after oh. COVID? This was in the middle of COVID. In the middle, okay. Middle of COVID. But you got to realize too, is, so New Zealand, we were COVID free. You guys were all getting smashed. We eliminated it within a matter of months, closed the borders, yeah. and we're having music festivals. And then getting heckled by the UK um, tabloids going, Look how irresponsible New Zealand's being. They're having music so festivals. It's yeah. like, we don't have any In Australia, they had like yeah. internment camps for freaking, yeah. They're building, camp, yeah. Well, crazy. Mm. So it was pretty crazy. So, yeah. So they reached so out, you, and, and I. And what was the job you were offered? Well, I didn't know at the time. I was oh, like, whatever said, it's going to be, it, no, they're going to take care of you. you like I'm them. Like, yeah, I'm like, whatever. And then it was funny. Um, what was happening was they were actually having a new headquarters building built. Were they, was that located and close to you? Where you were? So, well, no. It's at the time I was like, you know, you know, where are we going to be? You know, mm. the wife and I'm like, where do you want to be? I'm like, I don't want to be in Auckland. I did my ten years in Auckland. I don't want to be in a city. I want to be closer to the surf again. I want to be closer to Raglan. You know, and I knew that their headquarters is in a town called Hamilton, which is a one-hour drive from Raglan, which is where I am at the moment. Nice. Yeah. And um, so what was happening was he was building a building, warehouse on the back, headquarters, offices upstairs, flagship store in the front. So cool. He said, we're going to have you run that. And that was me. And that's and, what you're doing that's now. that's what I'm still doing. Epic. Yeah. Nice. And you're centrally located. You got rags an, an hour away. there and, and got... Um, the Coromandel and, and, and the Mount on the East Coast about an hour and a half away. So I always wondered why Hutch was living in Hamilton. Like, why are you in the central. middle? Why are you in the central of the North Island? Why as landlocked as you can possibly get in New Zealand? And then I realized, ah, centrally located. Yeah, it's this jump off point. Yeah, because if you're <clears throat> one... Because both coasts are surfable. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you've got the time and the inclination... You can find surf almost every day. How far is it to each coast? Well, it's depending on where you are. It could be, I mean, if you're on the top of the North Island, it could be 40 minutes from one side to the other. Because wow. it's so minutes? narrow. Yeah. It's, That's it. It's this narrow peninsula. Like, you can go back and forth at the very top of the island <laughs> and nothing. Like, so you could go from, like, the bluff out on the West Coast, and you could be over on Henderson Bay on the East Coast in, like, an hour. Dang! It's crazy. It's super close. But then, you know, you get to the middle of the island, either island, north or south, and then, then you've got some drive time. Yeah. And it's not like but you're nothing, hopping on the freeway. Nothing that a late night podcast episode <laughs> will, won't last you. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got plenty of really long uh, episodes. Yeah, right. right. Uh, so that's where you spend your time. A couple times a year, you you, you come back to come California. Back. Yep, come back to to California once or twice a year and check on the fam and make things are good, you know and. Yeah, see what's going on here. Um, check in with John Ennis at Surf Ride, you Sweet. know, and, and, and... Hang out with him today. <laughs> yeah, always good to hang out with, as, as my wife calls him, Tattoo John. <laughs> Tattoo John. Apparently, I've got too many friends named John, so she's had to give them all... Nicknames. Nicknames, yeah. yeah. And, and he mentioned that... And you mentioned that you're building him a, a room. Right, so what we're working on at the moment is... So, so I actually sold the, the house here in Here. 2020 okay and bought a couple acres down um, about 20 minutes from the points in Raglan wow. and so we're going to start building in the next couple months there and so now I'll be sort of 20 minutes to 15 20 minutes to Raglan and sort of 30 minutes so weekend house so yeah your, your little weekend the weekend house yeah the weekend yeah. So, spread so that'll be the yeah so um, something tells me that John won't be the only Mate who comes for a visit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to have to line up some right. uh, uh, week there. We're friends. I like to go last, even though I have uh, left foot yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, it's allowed. It's allowed. Yeah, it's allowed. Yeah. yeah. Remember, I'm goofy foot. Yeah. That's, well, that's more than allowed. Yeah. And right. he don't, and he goes straight. He's really, it's <laughs> good. Yeah, no, it's, I like it's, to share it's, ways. It's, bro. A, it's a good spot. I, you know, the fun thing about Raglan is that. There's actually a bunch of different spots around there too. It's not, it's not just the points. You know, obviously yeah. they're amazing. And, but, beach breaks are but there's beach and, breaks yeah. around there, and and you know, and if you have a ski, then it's kind of endless. I mean, there's so many yeah. places that you can. Because there's you know, nooks and crannies places. You there's can't rooks get to. and nooks and crannies places you can't get to any other way, really. You yeah. know, or not easily. Um, or private land. It's you know huge blocks of farmland where there's just no real easy access so crazy um so if you've got a a, a, a seaworthy vessel you're you're in how's how, how's like the the wind patterns and stuff if it's like onshore you know side shore offshore or is it kind of like consistent across the coast um it's pretty changeable yeah, yeah. you know it's an island so yeah. it just depends on what's going on with the weather at the time and 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 the, it's been kind of nuts the last couple you, of years do you so snowboard there you know what's funny is I have abandoned snowboarding entirely. I was an avid, avid snowboarder. I mean, Gilly, that, you know, Rusty at the time was yeah. making snowboards. So, I like, in the mid-90s, like, I was snowboarding a ton. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I kind of, a, like, the snowboards are gone. The skateboards have been abandoned. The motorcycles have been sold. Stay healthy for Yes. Yeah. I am. Don't break yourself doing I, some I'm, teenage thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm fully inspired by like skip fry who's 80 and still surfing yeah that's and I'm so like, amazing that's the goal yeah so or what do you <laughs> what what is del mar slash writing um so you know it's funny so i write a bunch of a bunch of different stuff um i unfortunately had a bit of a knee blowout about four years ago which is not great to do in your 50s because you don't heal quite as fast. That and and I sucks. Kind of, I kind of tweaked everything, but didn't have to have surgery. I, I luckily had a great doctor, and he was a little bit older. He used to do, um, he used to work on all the Padres and the Chargers. Okay. And, and he was like, you know what? You kind of did everything right. 
Wow. You're rehabbing. It seems like it's trying to heal. He goes, the only thing I'm really worried about is it, it I reckon you've probably torn your meniscus. He goes, but you know what? He goes, unless it's catching and causing you a lot of pain, yeah. leave it. He yeah. goes, and if it is, you'll know. That's the one part of that. It's the one that you yeah, yeah go in there, easy little, 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 little keyhole. Yeah, and, I, yeah. A lot of times it just yeah it just deals with. Yeah, stuff. most of the time they they didn't they can't repair it. They just trim. Yeah, trim. Exactly. You know the pieces that are. Yeah. So luckily wow. I dodged all that. So it took about a year of rehab, and so I started playing with all the mid leg stuff. Yeah. You know Rick Hammond down at the factory, um, who's just a legend of a shaper. He made yeah. me a '69, so a little double ender egg, two plus one. Um, so, so that good. so that was like six nine super fun. Is there really, a lot of good New Zealand shapers? There are a few. Yeah, yeah. A guy named Anderson's a really good shaper. Um, but I've been, you know, what's funny? I, I still I, I got access to kind of everything. Yeah. Um, but I still definitely have my stash of rusties. Just, yeah. I I kind of still bleed the lard out. So so I've got that, and I've got a not so moby fish from Rusty. And those were a, a not so moby fish. Not so. So moby. it's a six seven quad fish. So those were kind of my rehab boards, but they've proved to be really fun on the points. And then I had so how good is it to paddle on one of those? Like right. versus like and, yeah. and some, drowning on a right. six six one um, and still have oh, no, performance. You know what's so funny is like so the other boards I'm riding those <clears throat> a lot is um, Ado Wheeler, who's the Australian shaper for Rusty. I've actually been getting a few boards from him the last couple of years, um, and he last year he made me a little five nine SD, so a little San Diego model. So his little take on that, um, and then he made me a six three Blackbird for kind of the bigger days, and those both those boards are super super magic. Yeah, we talk about how awesome like the surfboard quivers are now versus when we uh, grew up. It's yeah, like, the one board and works in everything. Yeah. It's like no, it doesn't nah, work in everything. Doesn't work in everything. You only have one yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like, all right, there's so, too many choices. So. Yeah, it's funny how... And you throw in the fins, yeah. and then you're like, fuck this. Just yeah. put me yeah. on glass Is there on. weight pools coming on? In... I've heard a rumor that there's one getting built north of Auckland right now, so that, I I don't know, apparently there is. Have you I partaken in any? I've, you know what? Well, I mean, my only wave pool um, ex- experience was uh, the PSAA event at... Uh, Raging it? Waters? Wild, Raging Wild, Wild, Wild Rivers. Whatever. Yeah, Wild Rivers. whatever. The, the worst surf event of so all time. So bad. So bad. Didn't Slater win that one? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. <laughs> I mean, there was way... Like, what was that one in, like, Jersey or Philadelphia? What was the one in the Like, back in the 80s. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. See clips Tom of Tom Carroll won that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's just yeah, in, so In bad. very short trunks. Yeah. Yeah. Quicksilver. Mighty Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Mighty Mouse, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, oh, still such a legend. So you're fly back tomorrow? Are you? No, 19, no. So 19? no, I was supposed to be flying back on the 17th or 18th. I actually got pushed back. I'm actually flying back the 20th now. So nice. Later. So I've got a few more days to hang out with the fam and cool. And so that's kind of cool. And hopefully get a couple waves as well. I think it picked up today. I was it, in it Oceanside. Did. And it, it looked did. really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so tell us about your, you know, taking over New Zealand amateur surfing. Um, well, it was fun. so so. Yeah, the New Zealand Nationals are just so much fun. Like I was saying, like it's a. Is full, there a lot of good surfers? There's a lot of good surfers, and it's everything from like you know the Maz Quins, the Billy Stammerds, you know, you know the 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 you know the Progs that are living seeds. Yeah. Luke used to do it. 
um, right down to they have age divisions from under 12s all the way to over 65s. So it's everybody. Yeah. Everyone shows up. It's like six days to run the thing. I, this Damn. Last, I don't know. There was like 350 entrants or something this, this year. That's awesome. It's, it's awesome. They do like a kneeboard division. It's, you know, yeah. it, it, they just do the whole thing. Why not? You know, not? you got to yeah. cater to everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it's cool. And then do it in a different spot every year around the country. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so they do it kind of at the end of January, which is summer for summer, us. Yeah. It's, so they do it basically at the end of like holiday break. summer holiday. Yeah. 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 Because pretty much everyone bails out just before Christmas, like the probably the, somewhere between the 15th and 18th of December. Everyone pretty much shuts up shop. If you were like in a corporate gig, and you're off for four weeks, and everyone, the whole country kind of goes to the Parties. beach, goes to the beach, yeah, yeah, yeah. camps, whatever, um, whatever you do, and and so towards the end of that, they run the nationals every year, and yeah, so in '09 and 2010, so just before I started working for Backdoor, I was actually working um, at the Trent Bray Swim School. Um, actually as a barista and cafe manager that Look I, at just, you. I just fell into that and and um, my mate Paulie was a super he was a super avid surfer um, he, he got, got me a job there and, and I started swimming and, and it was funny the guys that were there so it was it's, he was an Olympic swimmer for, for New Zealand and he's like hey I heard I heard there's like the surfing nationals are coming are you, you going to surf it this year? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, you're going to surf it. We're going to train you. You're going to win it. <laughs> so he surf? So he's he an did. Olympian. Yeah, he's an Olympian, but he's, he's an Olympic swimmer. Olympian but, swimmer, so, not a surfer. So, I so, know, but you're going to compete, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his mentality. Yeah, his yeah. mentality was you're going to compete. Yeah. You're gonna win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was funny. So it turned out, so Trent was the Olympic swimmer. His older brother, Davin, was an open ocean competitive swimmer. So the two of them got a hold of me and threw me in the pool three days a week and and laughed, going, stop looking for a set, Rick. Put your head down. Like, stare at the the line. Yeah. And, they spent, and those guys train hard. It was crazy. Yeah. And so they spent three months, and I was doing oh, like 6,000 meters a week in the pool. I was like, what, 43 and the fittest I had ever been in my life. So crazy. I was just shredded. And... Confidence booster. It was crazy. I'm gonna move to New Zealand. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't think that'll work. I get shredded. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't care if you had an Olympic pool in your backyard. I'm gonna get shredded. Um, but yeah, P96, went out and, went out and won the Miami diet, whatever. Yeah. 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 Classic. So yeah, so they trained me up, set me out. I went out. I won the over 40s in 09, and then but that was the first one. That was the first one, and then went back in 2010, and that year it was down in Gisborne, which is an amazing spot for surf, and won it again back to back. So I did the over 40s two years in a row. Um, I had some people pissed off at me at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was definitely some of the boys. Can I see like, his oh. passport? Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. There, there was definitely a few of those calls at that point. Um, and it was funny. So, and it was it was that 2010. That was when I had started working for Hutch. And 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 normally it's funny. Hutch is three and a half, four years older than I am. So he's usually up a division, a division. for me. But but we every once in a while we cross over and we get to we get to have heats, which is fun. And you beat him. I did this year. <laughs> You don't have a job anymore. Well, I, I might have had some. No, you know what? I, 
Yeah, I always tell people, like, yeah, I'm okay. I'll do the dumb jobs for a month. <laughs> um, no, he, you know what? It's funny. He'd be mad if I didn't give him my best. Oh, yeah. yeah. For so, sure. And he'd know, be super proud, like, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. You know? And, 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 and like, Hutch was room. a, he was, you know, he was a pro surfer in New Zealand in the 80s. Kind of the same era, you know, and, yeah. and what have you. So, it, you know, that's cool. he still got that fire. You know, yeah. we love it. We throw on the jersey, and, and once a year we, you know have a go and, and sometimes you win and sometimes you don't and, and we both hate having second place trophies yeah, as you should so, first yeah. loser right yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, is we're there fully any comps? Ricky Bobby yeah any we are comps? so Ricky Bobby <laughs> is there any other comps that you guys do um, there are a couple like it's funny so there's a, there's a spring event that they usually do um, in the Taranaki region which is on a place called they call it the Surf Highway which um, and I don't usually go down to that because it just it's not a super convenient time of year for me to actually leave the stores. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty much the nationals. It's funny. And yeah. then, but there's a lot of club comps. That's cool. As well, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Club so, comps are good. Yeah. You Just know. keep the morale up. Yeah. And, you know, it's fun yeah. and yeah. brings down the community. Yeah. We love them. Yeah. Um, and that's actually part of the nationals too now where they've incorporated. Um, board riders. A bo- yeah. And so they do a board riders um, points Heat. throughout the whole event. Yeah. And because it's an individual, but they'll take the collective individual. Yeah. And, so, yeah, based on how you finish in your division, so many points, and it goes towards your board rider. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, it's, wow. a pretty, it's a pretty fun gig down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's a, what, what's the water temp like most of the year? Full, short arm? Um, Do two. It's it's similar. It would be similar to San Diego, Orange County. Yeah. Um, it's probably in the winter a degree or two colder, and probably not quite as warm in the summer. We're you know, but it's close. It's temperate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not unbearable. Yeah. The biggest thing down there is the wind. Like you'll oftentimes see me wearing a three-two steamer and a hood <laughs> because yeah. the wind chill will like literally take you out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. Windy. It Dude, California, wind. we've been wearing 4.3s a lot. You guys had a cold year this yeah. year. Yeah. Man. And the water's not super warm yet. It was just feeling warmer this morning. I actually had a surf, and I reckon it was 69 this morning. That's warm. Del Mar. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. That's way warmer than it was when That's I got, nice. got here a couple weeks That's ago. That's no bite. That's straight yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. We got to wrap up. I got to go yeah. get kids. This is incredible. Yes. Congrats. Super, yeah. Super fun. Man, Let, uh, that talk about California story, legend. Eh? You know? It's wow. like, dude, like a lot of cool side stories and everything and <laughs> interesting <many>. by, <laughs> you know, by country, you know, yeah. you're back, you're back uh, and forth. But before we go, we got to shout out uh, our sponsors, Caballero Pools and Spas. Yes. Uh, Neon Wave. Yes. Uh, surf Shop. Um, thank Shade, you. Shade sunscreen. Shade sunscreen. Earth pack. Earth pack makes all your uh, packaging, packaging needs. needs. This one is for Hobie. Um, Ashland Hard Seltzer. Nice. Villager Spirits. Shoots beer. We love the booze. Um, <laughs> bonsai bowls. Yeah. Um, and then left coast novelties yeah they do our koozies left coast novelties and your hat nice. printing needs foo wax foo wax or low or low yeah. tide on wax Uh-oh. eat north side north side cafe i know we're, we're 
We're like sponsored. Look at you yeah. guys are sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like eighty sponsors. Your yeah. boards must be full. Yeah. <laughs> so many stickers. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. We Thank have you, to. sponsors. Thank and, uh, you. We love our listeners. Uh, support uh, our sponsors, please. Yeah, yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Check it out. You can see us. In yeah. Nice. Real real life. Rick Lash, Delbar Slash. <laughs> Yes. Thank, thank you, you for so taking the time and coming out, man. Yeah, That's no, epic. Thank you. Dude, so you're living La Vida Loca. Oh, peace. <laughs> Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California. Bonsai Bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You could also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen, the best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade Sunscreen, it's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. Sunscreen. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuwax is the best, ickiest, stickiest wax in the game. Fuwax. Late Night with Chalky is supported by Inherent Bummer. Surf entertainment, thoughtful writing, surf videos, music, and fresh hell for the core surf community. Remember, it's not the end of the world. Subscribe and check it all out at InherentBummer.com. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams, for our awesome artwork, and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.